Hello, listening people. Hello. Uh, Yo. Hello. Uh, 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 Hamamas. That's a callback to Krippendorf's tribe. Hamamas. That's how they say hello. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Hamamas Spartak. How are you? Good, Hamamas. <laughs> Thank you, Hamamas. Do you want some Hamamas? I like hummus. <laughs> no, that's what I asked. Is it? Oh, is Hama- it different? Hamamas is hello. Do you want some nice hello? <laughs> I mean, you've given me a hello. Hello again. Hi. So, Bartek, we are spitting Polish? I think, yeah. Likingly, because we're always spitting and we both happen to be Polish. And we like it. And we are doing our podcast, Unappreciated Masterpieces. Mm-hmm. That's the show in which we do a feature-length audio commentary for a movie that seemingly doesn't deserve it. And it's October while we record this and the episode will be released, so that means it is... Not the eighth month, despite the oct, it's actually the tenth month. <laughs> tenth? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are, no, 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 that's not, we're not doing, are we doing think, ten think, movies? No, no, I think it's because of the Caesars, they had two months named after Two them. Caesars. Julius, July, and Augustus, August. Exactly. And they were like, we both want 31 days. Yes. Oh, well, one of them said, I want 31 days, the other said, I want well, too. Well, Augustus started as Octavius Caesar, so is there actually... So there's three months named after Caesars, then, isn't there? There would be July for Julius, October for Octavius, and then August for Augustus. So are there three, actually? Did you not just say that two of them were the same person? Yeah, two of them's the same person, because Octavius... Welcome to the history podcast. (laughs) Octavius Caesar then eventually became Augustus. Well, why because would... he changed his his name to it's a whole thing. I, well, I why would he want two? Why would he want two months then? Because he was the first emperor, so he could be allowed to have as many as he fucking wanted. Okay. <laughs> so fun fact. I heard that he wanted a month because Julius had one. So yeah, yeah, and then he became a godlike figure basically to the Romans. So why not give him one? He was like a living god at one point. So so that's enough about the Augustus, <laughs> my fa- one of my my second favorite Roman emperor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, he's no Claudius, but uh, Bartek, it's spooky month. We're doing our spooky-themed movies in which we do movies that are darker in nature. Horror movies, mm-hmm. supernatural movies, monster movies, eroticas, thrillers, all types of darker-themed movies. That's what we're covering this month. We did Vampire's Kiss mm-hmm. last episode. We did! That's right, but what are we doing this episode? This movie... Uh, sorry, I mean, this episode's movie... Yeah. Also has two words, and the first word ends with an apostrophe S. Oh. Oh, doing a lot of possessive things. Kiss vampires. <laughs> it's just that. Do you know any that I can... <laughs> oh, you you were joking about the name, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, this time, we are doing... I like how I point out the apostrophe S thing, but I'm about to do the Polish title. <laughs> Might have an apostrophe in there, I don't know. Zabójcie ciało. <laughs> It again. <laughs> Zabójcze ciało. <laughs> Zabójcze. <laughs> it sounds like... It sounds like... You know in, like, the early games of video games where they had, like, those little mascot characters like Sonic and the little Earthbound guy? Yeah. It sounds like one of those, but I can imagine it's a balloon with, like, a... with <laughs> with, with a moustache. That's what I imagine, Zabojcha. I think it's like the <laughs> adjective form of the word dead. So. <laughs> Zabojcha. I'll be, I'll be honest, I, had, that, I haven't... That's right up there for when we did duplex. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> old, old lady must die, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, that yeah, that one had yeah. some great polish. Stara but... pani mushi something. So, Bartek, what does... What was it, Zabojcha, um... 
I'll be honest. I hadn't heard of. I've hadn't heard of this form of the word dead before. So zabojcha, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I know that zabi means to kill, but, <laughs> so it's similar to that. Uh, it means dead body, obviously. Oh, oh, is that what the title is? We're watching dead body. No. Oh. Uh, the dead Polish body. people think they are, but we're not. Zabojcha. <laughs> Do the Polish people think this film's like a snuff film or something? Maybe. So are we watching dead body. What, what? If we're not watching that, then what are we watching? Well, if, if Zabojcha is a, a variant of kill, maybe it'd be like killed body. Okay, murdered know. body. No, Ryan. Didn't you remember the apostrophe s thing? Zabojcha sounds like it's got like with the boich in the is, is butcher something that comes off of that. I don't think so. Well, I'm just trying to... I'm just trying, Bart, because I don't speak Polish. Although I am Polish, what? I don't speak the language. So you're telling me we're watching Dead Body, which is obviously translated, abbreviated, nationalized, whatever, localized... Localized is the word you want. Universalized title. <laughs> Augustusized title. Because Augustus also wanted that named after him too, I guess. Oh. Zabojcia. <laughs> Zagustus. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. He wants Zabojcia. He doesn't... That's his, <laughs> that's his fucking four, 14th name. Yeah, get it right. It's Zabojcia. So, uh, Bartek... Fun fact, Augustus didn't even go by the title of emperor when he was alive. He, he's considered the first emperor. That wasn't a title he used he, when he was emperor. Did he go by the title Jennifer? No. Is, is Jennifer your friend podcasting as the guest? No, it's not. It's, but the title of the movie I haven't said yet. Oh, what is it? It's Jennifer's Body. Oh, Jennifer's Body with uh, Amanda Seyfried and uh, Megan Fox. Maybe. What if it's Megan and Seafried? I don't know. Well, well, it's pronounced Megan for for her. Is it's, it? It's spelled Megan, but because we say it as Megan. Okay, I thought the two f- films were Megan and Megan. Is it me? Is it Megan for her? I don't fucking know. Is, are we doing the Meg? It's M Fox, <laughs> but not Michael J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's our guest for Jennifer's Body? The film from two thousand and nine. Well, Ryan, not quite a nine, but more along the lines of a six, we've got our friend Pentamark, a.k.a. Mark Russell, the sixth? Fifth. Fifth. I was going to say, what the fuck are you talking about with six? It's clearly, he's a five out of five man. Hi. Exactly. Hi, hi, Mark. We have a continuing gag on our show, and when I say gag, gag I mean continuity. Mean tragic events <laughs> keep happening. Where Mark yeah. keeps either leaving or dying, and we get a new iteration of him. So we're up to five now. It's been a real mm. tragic ride it's, for him, but also for, it's been funny too. Um, you know, the fun ori- for me, you try dying constantly. I have. Well, the original hostage. Mark's still out there. He might get revenge. He might. Me. He might be listening and laughing his eyes off. If you're out there, Mark, please come save me. And <laughs> <laughs> he won't, because I know the real Mark. He won't save you. So, guys at oh. home listening. You have to have a copy of the film Jennifer's Body from 2009 because we are going to be watching the film. I'm going to do a countdown. I'm going to say play, and you're going to press play as well. So get your copy of the film. I imagine you'll have a copy, a legal copy, because we are going to be starting this in 3, 2, 1, play. So, Bartek. Yes. Jennifer's Body is a film that's almost 10 years old. Yeah, you're right. It's reaching there. It's like reaching. next year, as of this recording. It's so impressive. Now, I want to ask, within those nine years that are almost reaching ten, mm-hmm. um, have had you seen this before? I had not seen it before. Have you heard of it? Maybe somewhere in passing. Like, when you told me that we're doing Jennifer's Body, something in my head clicked and said, I think that title exists. 
I think Ryan's not bullshitting <laughs> me right now. <laughs> Have I ever? <laughs> well, you've lied about a guest before when that, we were that, doing that is true. Uh, Down With Love. There was an episode, I think, in which I I, I... I can't remember. There was an episode in which I was describing a certain movie, and I can't remember what movie. And I just and you were just going, please, 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 please. And I'm like, what, what's that? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? You're like, please let this be a real movie. And I do remember now, there was a movie I talked about that was Samuel Jackson plays the United States of the president and his plane crash is in the woods and he's the only survivor and he has to get out of there by his own wits and you're like please let this be a real movie please let this be a real movie and it is that's good um but Bartek you had not seen of the seen this you 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 probably by what you're saying haven't heard of it but you won't you acknowledge that it sounds like a title that existed it sounds like a title that I might have heard of yeah um well that's good um, I had never seen this, but I had heard and seen imagery of it a lot. Oh, yeah? Uh, I remember when I was finishing up high school, uh, there's a TV channel that we have here called Channel 10, and they would have ads for this all the time, as, like, when October would come yeah. on, it would be like, all the time, all the time, Jennifer's body at 9.30, Jennifer's body, it's got the woman from Transformers, and she's sexy, and she's down to fuck. And kill. She's do you want to watch it? Do you? Do you? She's it's down to Fox. She's down to Fox Studios so that she can fuck around and eat boys. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to watch this. Mainly because it was just on too late uh, for me. It was like always a school night. It was never like Saturday, no, I 9.30. It, like. <laughs> it was like, yeah, but we're adults. So it doesn't matter to us. But it was like Wednesday, 9.30. Jennifer's body, she's down to fucking kill and eat boys. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess that looks like a movie. And I just never checked it out. And I think one of the turnoffs was they made the movie in the advertisements. I don't know about anything else on TV. They made it seem like, um, you know, Megan Fox or Megan Fox is the lead role, considering she's yeah. Jennifer. But yeah. the lead is she's Amanda. She's the title character. And that turned me off because she's in those Transformers movies and the Ninja Turtles movies and she's not considered to be a good actress. And I know nothing of her acting work outside of anything Michael Bay related. This is the first thing I've seen her in that isn't something Michael Bay related. Hmm. I've never seen her in any acting role outside of the Transformers. I feel like I have, but I could not tell you what. It would be sh- it would be a shame if we found out it's a movie we've done on the show. <laughs> she used, be like Shaggy she Dog. To, she used to go by Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> yeah, she used to be Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I would love it if someone did a timeline in which they found out when Paul Giamatti started. Megan Fox also appeared. Are they the same person? Never seen them in the same movie. And sometimes he comes back for NWA or 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa, a lot of images flashing there on the screen. I, I forgot about how quick cut that scene was. Now, Mark, what about you? Jennifer's Body? Seen it before? No, i say probably the same as you. It's just like one of those movies that they always play on TV for some reason, despite... I mean, it's never been one I've seen. Yeah, yeah, that happens, though. Like, you know, they have their licensing to things, and they're like, oh, we can put this on during October, mm. and or, you know, any kind of spooky time, and uh, it's got a hot chick in it, and we can advertise it, and boys will want to watch it. Exactly. And um, I'm going to say it, guys. I-, I found one of the main things surprising in this, because I had the expectations of this was going to be some kind of monster movie where Jennifer's some kind of monster. Obviously... Mm. A vampire was what you 
think on some level because of the blood sucking and eating. But I, I personally knew what she was once the movie started get going. I'm like, oh, she's a succubus or mm. de- 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 demon transference because I kind of know a little bit about that stuff. But I've never seen it in a movie before uh, on on this regard. But uh, I got to say this: I was walking in thinking, okay, she's going to be the lead character, Jennifer. And then you find out, no, she's not. It's Amanda Seyfried's the main character. I'm like, oh, okay. But one of the things I found surprising was they, throughout the whole movie and in the advertisements and in the movie, they really like, yeah, Jennifer's all about looking sexy. And I got to say, she's like, she's she is made to look sexy, but they don't sexualize her very much in this movie. Mm. And that's saying something because she was in the Transformers movies in which she's not supposed to be like the sexy girl she's supposed to be like a girl who knows mechanical stuff but they make her really sexy because michael bay's a pig uh, but this movie they're like yeah she's all about her tits she wears like high neck things like she doesn't wear very many revealing yeah, outfits as much as you think she would especially called jennifer's body you think oh she's gonna lure boys in with sex stuff which she does but yeah, I didn't find it over-sexualized or gratuitous in the way that well, you would yeah. expect from a schlock And movie. also, the way that she eventually does lure the boys in is through, like, emotional means. Yeah, yeah. which I was thrown for a loop by that, because I thought this movie was going to be a bit of a more exploitation in regards to sexualization. But no, not really. And with someone like her, who's, you know, unfortunately known for just being that girl in those Transformers movies or a model who's known for just being that sexy woman who shows off a lot of skin. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't like her because she's not that great of an actress in the Transformers movies, but literally, who is? (laughs) Like, anyone? No. Obviously, the cars. The cars are. Yeah, I'm sure Optimus does an alright job. I'm sure he does. I'm sure Bumblebee really knocks it out of the park. You know, but like, no human can. Those are the movies that ask, can we show John Turturro's ass? And should we? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is no. But I was surprised by that. So what about you guys? What did you have as expectations coming into this? Well, definitely the fact that when I looked up the film and I read that... Uh, M. Fox, Megan, Megan, Megan is the top build. I did think that, okay, so her sex appeal will probably be played up. Mm. Um, but watching it, I, I did kind of get that impression that you got. It wasn't... This is a... It is described as, like, a dark comedy that's somewhat self-aware and mm. it does goofy things even when bad things are happening and has dialogue like that. A lot of the trivia and comments I read were... Drawing comparisons to Juno because of the writer. That's true. Um, so yeah, I, I I was glad that this was a lot more self-aware than you know what it could have been. Just like a teen horror film that's played completely straight, and because it doesn't really do much new, it would just be sort of like oh maybe not cringy but just like run of the mill. So it definitely did do new things, and I was at least happy with that. Ah, that's because. Fair. In a world of, like, a million films you can watch, a lot of them will just end up being somewhat okay with nothing to say about them. Mm. This one, plenty to say, but even if you are someone who isn't too crazy about it, it does do some new things, or at least different things. Now, before I get to you, Mark, I will ask, obviously, with with that stuff, did you know that Jennifer was going to be some kind of monster? I mean, the title... 
while it does also while it does imply that she would be the main character, she wasn't. She's just the title character, and that's been done before. Yeah, it's been done. Um, lot. but obviously, there has to be something about her body. It can't just. The title can't simply just be, this is the selling point, like, super self-aware or anything. It's not like... Something has to be happening to It's not body. like the producers thought it would be a great idea to get, uh, Megan Fox to <laughs> be interviewing porn stars on porn sites by any chance. That wasn't a thing <laughs> that they tried to do and, and the director didn't want them to do because it would offend her. I believe it was the writer, Diablo. Oh, sorry, What's yeah, the writer, the writer, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't that, they didn't do that. That didn't well, happen. they tried to. They tried to. <laughs> <laughs> the producers of this movie... Were all men. Were all men. Thought one of the great advertising selling points to this movie would have... We have interviews with, uh, with Megan Fox talking to porn stars and porn industry people. And those, those interviews would be shown on porn sites. Because she's sexy lady. And this was about Jennifer's body. Mm. And it's a sexy movie. Which it isn't. I mean, it no. has sexy stuff in there. There's a sex scene, but like, um, there's uh, not really a sexy sex scene. No, no, no. None of them are sexy sex scenes. You know, they... the one with Seafried and her Seafried and her um, boyfriend was at least tender, I guess. For but... a point, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> to a point. But um, yeah, Mark, what about you? What what about what about your expectations? Um. I don't know, like like I said, um, I've sort of seen a lot of advertising for it, and but I don't know, I I think I expected more. It it takes a long time to get to the like the monstering and the killing, and mm. it's sort of it feels like they want to focus more on the teen high school stuff a lot, which I Whereas, can tell you love. Yeah, it's, I'm a big fan. I love the teen dramas, you know. The, oh, John Tucker Must Die, man. Yeah, oh, my favorite Exactly, movie. you know, and he loves the, the TV show The O.C., which the singer of the band is in that okay. show, The O.C., so I can... You know, The the O.C., you remember it? I never watched it, but I knew of it, You, yeah. you know what it's famous for now, though. What is it's it? Its lasting legacy is the, mm, what you say? Oh, oh that. Yeah. Wasn't That's, that from a movie? No, something? no, that is from an SNL digital sketch parodying... A season finale episode of The O.C. in oh, which okay. they do the, pretty much that. Someone gets shot and it's like slow-mo. It's like, mm, what you say? And they look betrayed. The SNL sketch with Andy Samberg and Bill Hader and all that. Just And uh, I think it's like a freaking uh, Shia LaBeouf is in that too. Just drive it up to a million. Okay. But So yeah. The, oh, Chris Pratt, everyone. Let's clap while he's still on oh, screen. Oh, that's who that is. That's a bit of a mean oh, thing to wow, call him, yeah. though. What, Chris Pratt? <laughs> He's not a rat. He's not crisp. <laughs> Enjoy his one scene that he's in, and then look at that face. Now, that's the face that Disney wanted to buy. It's weird to see him, because this is our second time seeing Chris Pratt on the show. We saw him in Brides Wars. Mm-hmm. Bride Wars. Brides Wars! <laughs> uh, in which he played a different type of character. He was very stern and serious. And in this movie, he's a bit, he's very stern and serious mm. as well, but hillbilly, so it's different. Yeah. But Mark, so, so you had seen advertisements, you had seen some things, you had an idea that it was a monster movie on some level. There was killing, yeah. there was murders. Uh, it was a bit slow going for you by the sounds of it to get to the point in which... Yeah, a little bit. Bloody well, murder happened? Not necessarily slow. It's just sort of like that wasn't so prevalent as I thought it would be. I was expecting more like sort of the traditional, you know, the cliched horror movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. The the typical slasher monster movie. Yeah, which is, exactly. You know, what is it? Like, there's a kill every five minutes or every mm, ten minutes exactly. or something. But then, like, this was more, like, focused on the emotion, you know, the connection, the really, like, the friendship between the two main characters. Or lack is, of friendship. Well, I think they, they made a very significant point of that. Like, the sort of the superficiality of all friendships. Yeah, you know, exactly. And, you know, sexual the tension between the them. The inevitability of mm. death, you know. The unscripted sexual tension between them. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Did you think, when you knew it was some kind of monster movie, before having seen it, did you have any expectations of what kind of monster? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with the occult and sort of mythology and stuff. So I, I sort of, you know, knew the succubus sort of demon possession mm. sort of thing it was going for. Yeah. Especially when they're like, like the whole thing about Megan's body <laughs> and like sort of like the way the advertising would play out, like, ooh, sexy. And yeah. Murdery. I Yeah, I thought when I saw the ads, oh, vampire. Okay, vampire, vampire. Okay, now, then you got to think, too, this is when Twilight and stuff was coming out, so everyone was kind of riding this this big wave right. of trying to do these things, mm-hmm. which I'm not saying this is yeah, trying... Yeah, i got a comment. <laughs> I'm not trying to say... I don't think this movie is genuinely trying to ride off the wave of Twilight or stuff. I think this, for me... Amanda Seyfried's already done a film like that, yeah. It's called Red Riding Hood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, check out our episode on it. It was pretty good. Uh, no, I... I um. I found it, yeah, I found this movie to be an interesting throwback to certain types of uh, female-driven, dark comedy, horror-esque type movies. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them. Obviously, the one I'll point to as a big one is this: the film Heathers, in which, you know, it's high school, you know, American movie in the 80s. It's got Winona Ryder in it, and it's about, like, she's in a group of popular girls that are all called Heather, and she's not. She's not a Heather. They all wear their color, red, green, blue, all that kind of stuff. And, and and she meets Christian Slater, who's like this punk anarchist guy. And then they brutally murder one of the Heathers. And then they proceed to murder more Heathers and mur- murder more people. And it's got like this weird dark comedy streak, but also murder. And it eventually goes all the way up to terrorism because he's going to blow up the school with everyone in it and it's like but it's played as this dark comedy in this way and then you get other films like like that or or there's one that i've always remembered called jawbreaker with rose mcgowan that used to play on tv all the time too as a movie where rose mcgowan and her friends kidnap their best friend on her birthday like they drag her out of bed and blindfold her and stick a jawbreaker in her mouth and, 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 and put her in the back of the car, and then they open up the car, and she choked on the jawbreak, and then it's them covering up the murder. Nice. And it's like these female-driven murder, black comedy, thriller-esque type things. And it made me think of those, this movie. Not so much a Twilight, but more like a Heathers and a Jawbreaker, in which you have a character, one of your lead characters is, a, is, is Psycho, and they're, they're mentally deranged, or they're or they're innocent, but they're next to the mentally deranged person. And but which one is it? Exactly. That's the question. Exactly. This movie plays on that mm. a, a lot more because you open up with Amanda Seyfried yeah. or Seyfried or and whatever. There's oh. that scene where she's standing outside her window in a hoodie. Exactly. And, and and you got the scene. You obviously have the opening thing in which this is being told in retrospect. The story from yes. her in a mental asylum. So as far as we know, she's the only one that could be alive. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and obviously she's been caught doing something. Was it? And she seems pretty guilty about the things. So it's like, what did she do, and why? Yeah. So you know, this is the scene in which they hold hands. 
which mm. was a pretty poignant scene. Uh, for some reason, the subtitles were placed like, <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> so, the music started with D's. Oh, so yeah. I'm reading it. I'm the, breathing now. D. Yeah. <laughs> D. I'm still here. D. Until I'm set free. D. I think it's just my um my specific uh, video player doesn't know how to do symbols for subtitles. Mm. Or maybe the subtitles didn't know how to do them. Oh, that's fair. Remember how we used to talk D? D. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. One of the things I will um, critique this movie on in a negative sense, and I think this might be one of the things that keep this movie into the realm of unappreciated masterpieces, is um, I praise a lot of movies, uh, like last week we did A Vampire's Kiss, for having ambiguity and um, but also having a sense of uh, uh, setup and payoff. Mm-hmm. This movie has a little bit too much uh, unexplained things for me at points. Like when, why did this fire start? Mm. Um, I thought for some reason, and why does she have a psychic connection before the events to Jennifer in the first place? I'm sure you might, guys might have some theories on this because they have a psychic connection. These mm. two, or at least Amanda does towards towards jennifer mm-hmm. because she can sense her when she's coming and she can sense she, she's like an empath she can feel yeah. her feelings and physical sensations as well as emotional and psychological but but i was like uh, for me i was i thought i was thinking of things like oh maybe maybe amanda is a bit more supernatural than we know like i thought that she started the fire with her mind because she was mm. so furious at this band yeah, it's definitely what I thought they were going for. Yeah, definitely when it started and barely anyone noticed it, I was wondering what the hell was going on. Mm. But we don't get an explanation on that. And I think that's one of the dancers, but maybe there is some artistic thing here that maybe I'm not seeing because I've only watched it the one time. Maybe well, there is some kind of um, subtext. I, there. I guess one thing that you can consider is this is getting ahead of ourselves for the people that aren't familiar with this film, but the band are evil. Yes. And. I but, mean, you but, could you could you could tell in just this scene that's happening right now, and Richard wants to which, take our news van. Yeah, we, we, and I'm sort of leading up to that in the sense that they are evil, but nowhere in the film is it mentioned that they start the fire. No, but it's undeniable that they're really unfazed by it. Definitely, yeah. And considering that they're at the epicenter of the fire, they got out real easy. Yeah, mm. and and the fire I didn't it start from like one of their cables. Yeah, like, sparking so. There could be a theory that maybe yeah. they want to trigger the fire, and after and this incident makes them famous. So it does, mm. which is what I was always like wondering about. Like, is there more to this band than just they're evil and they're the cause of you know the the demonic stuff? Exactly, and I think one of the other things that I just want to touch on too that I felt could have been explained, other than obviously their psychic connection, which I think I do have an explanation for, mm. but um, I'll get into that later. But uh, one of the things I thought was going to be a payoff because for me, I. For myself, at least, and probably you, Bartek, since we watch a lot of movies and have to break them down and analyze them, you know, there comes a formula that you look for, like, you know, payoff, setup and payoff, foreshadowing, all this kind of stuff. I thought when the mum of Amanda's character told her her uh, night terror dream that was going to come true somehow in oh, yeah, the movie. Yeah, was a scene. Was it like her get hit by a car or something? No, no, it was her being um, pinned to a tree, a twisted tree in the middle of the woods like Jesus, or she right, referred to it like right. JC. Right. Oh, yeah. But and then they show us that scene of the tree. Just, just now. And I went, okay, this is going to pay off in the movie. I don't think it does. Red herring. Maybe, the closest yeah. I can think of is at the end of the movie. They're in that pool, and that's all covered in like 
tree roots and and and, yeah, and branches and vegetation sort. so that's closest but i was like okay maybe maybe that is it but maybe for me it wasn't as clear again i've only seen this the one time but yeah, i thought honestly, there was a lot of layers yeah well with this film when you think tree and murder you think of the jock yeah yeah exactly and you know and uh, even then it's just because he's around trees and doesn't have anything to do with them but uh yeah i thought you know there was some interesting material in this movie it really subverted my expectations because i thought it was going to be about jennifer i thought it was going to be a vampire in there i thought it was going to be sexier um mm. i didn't expect it to be so gruesome for some reason like i don't know uh because it, it, and that's not even necessarily by expectations is while i was watching the movie because mm. like you said mark it takes it takes its time it, it, it's not it's not um driven by the violence like most slasher monster movies are mm. so when it did get gruesome it was a bit of a surprise because i was like oh geez well mm. um you guys seem to draw the fact that she was a succubus from her behaviors, right? Because uh, there is a part where they read a book and it has the y- word succubus. Yeah, 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 yeah. From from her behaviors and the um, supernatural effects of her her uh, body and stuff, yeah, because that is one of the things in which yeah they 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 drink blood or eat people and then they're filled up and they're like see, better I, than ever. I'd and... always I hadn't really heard of any of the flesh eating stuff. I only just heard that the the sexual encounters mm, they drink yeah, soul. That, yeah, that's all I really knew about succubi and yeah. incubi. Yeah, I, I I've heard the flesh blood stuff for it as well because okay. even in the movie they're like they're not even sure if she's a succubus they're just kind of like she's got a demon in her for sure that's that's mm. definite but yeah i've seen some of this stuff played out in 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 one or two other things there's a tv show that was called uh i can't remember it was by it was called something like crazy head or something and it was made by the people who did the tv show misfits and one of the main characters and that becomes a succubus and they have these kind of abilities okay um, not as much like that. She doesn't have the demon abilities of like flying, hovering, or any of that. Yeah, because Sucky have wings, right? Yeah, in some depiction. In at least. some, de- yeah. see, I'm not as familiar with it enough because I know of some of the beats of things, but I've never seen it portrayed in media as much. Oh, I've seen them in video games and stuff. Yeah, like Castlevania mainly. Mm. Uh, that's fair enough. But I, I'm not, I'm not a video game guy as much. I'm a movie man, so yeah. I don't see them in movies as much, and especially in this time, in this type of way where it's a within a human host and mm. and stuff like I, that. I will say I was expecting sort of like more of a transformation. Like we see a bit of it. With her when, eyes and, when and she her mouth, eats him. yeah. But then, like, I was expecting, like, her body, like, her, she, like, her body's gonna like shed or something. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. That could have could have happened, but uh, yeah. This movie has a, a lot of great visual elements too. Like, I found this scene very, very great when when she thinks that Jennifer, like, who's in there, and then she finds out it's Jennifer, and Jennifer's covered in the blood. I like the fact that we don't get a strict, strictly linear story in the in the fact that we are being told it in retrospect, but she's not telling us all the facts straight away. Like, like, you know, we don't know why Jennifer's covered in blood until much later in the Mm. movie. Like I assume that Mm. she killed the band, but then the band are alive halfway through the movie. You find out they're on like all over the world now. And you're like, Oh, so she didn't kill the band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the big questions is like, this scene here, she's not normal, really, in any way. Mm. Like, she seems, like, otherworldly. Like, almost like the people in um, the Paranormal Activity films, like, when they're yeah. possessed. But then in the next scene, you know, she's calm and she's acting like nothing happened. It's like, is there a memory thing at play? Yeah, but then... And it really seems that way, but eventually you learn, like, no, she she really was, 
you know, mm. not of sound mind because she was super hungry. Yeah. The hunger makes her a bit crazier, but she, she does remember things. Yes. She's a sociopath. <laughs> mm. <laughs> to begin with. So give her a demon and then it's even better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought this was really chilling, actually. Like, the noise that came out of her was really terrifying. There are some good noises in this film. And I love the fact that she vomits this fucking black goop at her. And then I like the special effect of the black goop, like, spiking Mm, and moving. And like, ugh. Like, that black goop was, like, the first thing that's like, okay, this isn't... I mean, obviously this isn't normal, but this is now paranormal. Wait, you mean that's not normal? No, Mark, if you eat too much... That stuff comes out of your bum, not your mouth. That, they did say in the trivia what that was in her mouth. Yeah, it was like some sort of, like, brand of chocolate fudge with some editing put over it. Yeah, yeah, so it was something like, yeah, I can't remember, but I'm just like... I remember it was definitely something chocolate. Yeah, which I guess was great. Uh, But yeah, that was really chilling to see. That really really shook me, and it was just, oh, so much happening. For some reason, I thought she didn't bite her here because they have a close-up of her necklace and I, was, and I forgot it was the BFF necklace. I was like, oh, is it a cross? Is that mm. the reason? Yeah, they show it close like in that first time you see it, but then I kind of forgot about it. Yeah, so oh, you yeah. see this and you like the necklace and you see she's kind of repelled away a little. Like, yeah, you just see like, no. And I'm like, oh, is it because is it it's a cross? No. Mm. No, no. She remembers that they're best friends, we find out. Yeah. Best we, friends. Yeah. Such a believable friendship. Like, there's the, BFF. Well, you're being snarky, I can tell, Mark, but I think that's the point of the movie, is we know as the audience that their friendship is false, and at least I did. I thought their friendship from the beginning was not a real friendship, but, like, one-sided. Like, I think Amanda thought of her as a friend. Well, it's like... Like, one of the opening scenes with them, like, together, is, like, she pushes her into the (laughs) wall. Yeah. Well, I I did read online that there are a lot of people that interpret this as, like a lot of lesbian feelings between them and like mm. a lot of it is them uh lashing out at those feelings like most of the people that um that Megan Fox kills on some level have a good enough relationship with Amanda Seyfried that is true yeah yeah does the football guy though yeah, that's why I said most. Oh wait, mm. no no no, the football guy, the football guy is attracted to He's he's been known in the movie at this at that point to be attracted to Jennifer, mm. so she right. might kill him because no, yeah. <laughs> if you're going by the 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 lesbian theory on this, which is in but, the film, they do have like a makeout scene and almost have sex, yeah. and then you but know. But also at this point, happen. they've already held hands and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like but, in terms of the overall film yeah. context and but all of that, then she doesn't kill like the um the police cadet. That she claims to be fucking. No, because she even says later on that she's going to use him if they try to get mm. her. Yeah. Which you know that she could. Um, I found it very interesting. For people listening at home, we are watching also the, the version that's an hour and like 47 minutes long. Are there be- more than one? Yeah, because in Australia... We apparently suck, and we're given an edited version that um, does not have, uh, like, 50% of the violence and does not have the sex scene. 
because Australia sucks. So oh, I'm just okay. putting that out there that we have one that goes an hour and 47 minutes. So this right. is like the longer version if you have a cut version that Australia distributed because we suck, okay. apparently. Do you, do you know which one is on Netflix? I have no clue, buddy. Okay. But um, did you see a sex scene? <laughs> yeah. Then you'll be fine, I reckon. The one uh, between the boyfriend girlfriend. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. okay I saw uh, can we too. talk about J.K. Simmons and the fact that he, in this first scene, indicates that he's gone through some pretty heavy stuff himself with his giant burn on his neck and his hook hand, and yeah. we never get any more. Mm. I was hoping because, like, it, it, that would be like the classic horror movie setup. He would be the one who, like, he knows about like killing demons. Yeah, I thought he was like the Van Helsing figure. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's very empathetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He reminds me of a character from like he reminds me he would be a teacher from Daria. <laughs> hmm. You'd be like the, the 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 poet teacher from Daria, the real sensitive new agey one. You remember that? Did you ever watch Daria? A bit of it. Yeah, yeah. He would be like he would be a teacher in the TV show Daria for sure. And for people not listening or don't know, he's got this very whimsical Minnesotan accent and curly hair. And a hook hand. And I literally did not know it was J.K. Simmons until the credits. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew straight away because it's, you know, yeah. I, I, I know him very well as an actor and he's just got a face that just says, it's me, J.K. Simmons. I, honestly, the one where, you know, his most famous role outside of his character in Oz is J. Jonah Jameson. And that's the one where he looks the most different. Than he does when he's in everything else, because he's got that hairstyle and the moustache, and mm. he's really over the top, and he's the best J. Jonah Jameson in the universe, to the point in which they no longer can put J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies, because they just don't know how to not have J.K. Simmons do it. Is that the best fucking thing? Think about that. Since that Spider-Man series ended, we've had two iterations of Spider-Man, and in neither versions, they've been able to have J. Jonah Jameson mm. in them, because they legit say... We can't because we can't just not have J.K. Simmons do it, but he can't come back because now he's DC. I'm not super familiar with the Spider-Man lore, but does he does he have that job at that place after he leaves high school? Yeah, yeah. So that's probably, Daily Bugle. And in the two iterations after J.K. Simmons one, is he still in high school? Um, yes, but in the Amazing Spider-Man two, he does have a job at the Daily Bugle, but he only talks to him through email because ah, they genuinely couldn't. Sneaky. They genuinely couldn't do sneaky. it. But also, even when he was in high school, the Daily Bugle would have a go at him because even in the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, he's in it. Mm. And he's in high school still, and he's taking photos well, of Spider-Man. He Spider graduates Man. very early, though. Yeah, that's true. But come on, J. Jonah Jameson, like, out of every... Look, the two best cast actors in, in terms of comic book things, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson, and Kelsey Grammer as Beast. And they just... Mm. They, they, they fucked up with Kelsey Grammer as Beast. They just never used him. Mm. Uh, but, um, so, Bartek, we have a returning star actor here. Yeah? He was in uh, Evan Almighty. Uh, oh, was he one of the sons? He was the lead son. He was oh, the eldest son. Right. He was the, also, the Asian girl is also a returning actress. No, oh, I didn't notice that. How long ago was um, that? That was two thousand seven. Oh, two thousand nine. And then he went on to do Scott Pilgrim as well. He was one of the band yeah. members in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. But I, that's why I primarily knew him as well yeah. as young Neil. The the Asian girl was in Drillbit <laughs> Taylor. Of course she was. Yeah. Of course she was. Uh, I feel like I've seen this. I should have looked this guy up. I, I, I've seen his face. 
he in so many does things. remind me of someone. He looks like a guy I went to high school with. He looks like just a normal. He look. He looks as he. He's the guy you'd hire as the football player. Like, yeah, of course mm. he is. Look at him. The guy I knew in high school was a basketball player. Well, that's okay then. And he went to America and went on a basketball team. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. So and he's Polish. Oh, we should get him on the show. Famous, famous Australian Polish basketball player for America. <laughs> Did he have a Polish name? Mm-hmm. What was it? Jacek Ochwieja, but everyone called him Okwija. Zaboichi. So, Marcus, 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 Pentamark, you seem like a fan of horror. I lived with Mark for a couple of years. He, I now was it a horror? Oh yeah, it was a horror. The demons. It was a horror. horror. We lived with a Christian girl who tried to exorcise Mark of his sins. Exorcise or exorcise? No, 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 no. She took him out to play AFL one time and taught him about Jesus. Wasn't it soccer? Oh no, it's uh, soccer. 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 Literally, I was at home one night washing the dishes, and Mark went. Mark came back (laughs) from playing soccer with this girl we lived with. He didn't believe me that she was super Christian, and he he went out like all happy. He came back, and he's like power walked straight into the kitchen be like Ryan help me because all I could hear even before they opened the door was yes well Mark you really got to consider the power of Jesus in your life mm. and I'm just like ha, 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 ha. but Mark what I was getting into was you seem like a fan of horror you do some yeah I've read a lot of you you've done some writing as yeah, well like yeah. delve into supernatural and the horror you said you're Definitely. a fan of the occult you like you like you 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 know your religion and stuff as well and to the- a degree I wouldn't claim I'm an expert oh no well, power but, of Jesus of course yeah. power of Jesus. Well, yeah. But you like to look at it from kind of a fantasy, horror, supernatural yeah. writing perspective. Um, so I would imagine you are a fan of the genre of, of horror and stuff yeah, like definitely. that in, in general. Yeah. Um, did this did this uh, did this meet your fancy when you're when you're watching it? Did it tick the boxes for you? A lot of them. Um, Not that's... enough power of Jesus stuff in there. No, though. definitely. <laughs> Not with the mum. And the crucifixes all over the place. Mm. No, um, I don't know. Like, like, um, it is the uh, high school sort of comedy as well. Yeah. Which sort of, I've never been a huge fan of. Oh. I'd say, but so you love Juno, of course. Uh, seriously, you should check out Juno. <laughs> it has J.K. Yeah. Simmons in it. <laughs> I might have to. It does. Oh, I he's, watched it forever ago. He's the principal. I'm pretty sure. Mm. All right. If not, it's Stephen Root, because he's always the principal in something yeah. like Drew Taylor. But there you go. Yeah, like, um, I was sort of disappointed, to be honest, in a way that they didn't really focus more on Supernatural. Like like I said, this guy, the under teacher of the hook hand, I'm like, he was going to be the Demon Hunter character. Yes. And I'm like, okay, there's going to be this big thing where they have to, she's like murdered dozens of people and they have to like hunt her down to a lair or something, at like Devil's Kettle or whatever. Cause like Devil's I, Lake, according to the band. But I thought, like, Devil's Kettle, that's like, I looked it up, it's a real place. It's such a cool, like, phenomenon. And, like, I'm like, okay, they're going to use this somehow. They do. Very, like, sort of briefly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's okay. Like, it's not called Devil's Kettle, the movie. So. True, true. It's called Jennifer's Body. And do they use that body? Yes. And just to, just to make a correction, J.K. Simmons was the dad, Juno's dad in Juno. Right. The really supportive Ooh. father in Juno. Honestly, Juno does not age well <laughs> for me. Like, the language just does not age well. It's like, kids don't ever speak like this, ever. <laughs> do they speak like this? Yes. Well, it's the same writer. 
it's the same writer, so... Right, yeah. Diablo Cody, I think. Was yeah, I mean, yes, Mark. Do you not say, oh, that's so loser.org? That's a line she says, I Jennifer. Say that every day. That's my catchphrase. And you call people lesbigay? You lesbigays. That was fucking great, though. <laughs> Get out of here, you lesbigay. <laughs> or or um, there was a great one, too, where she's like, they are totes hot on MySpace. And you know what's weird? Totes is the one thing that stuck out, uh, stood mm. out because that's still relevant now. Okay. Did people ever describe each other as salty, meaning hot? Oh, because salty no. means something else. In gaming, it means something else. Yeah, yeah. Salty for me means like you're bitter. Yeah, right. Yeah, like in in gaming, that's like a like a taunt for when someone's angry. Yeah, I think that that's just a, a taunt in general. Or being yeah. like, oh, I sent a lot of. In sodium this movie, from I didn't realize that that was supposed to mean hot. I thought she was just like, you're a real salty bitch, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Exactly. No, no, no. But she described the band as salty. That's true. So it was like, okay, so why did she... But then later, it comes as an ironic statement because she describes the boys like that when she licks them and that's mm. like, mm, food, mm, you're salty. So mm. I, oh, I, I, I guess it depends on your affinity with like salt as a taste. Uh, can we talk about what I think is Bartek's favourite character? Dad who wants to cut off person's <laughs> genitals and put them on his door like the rich people. I don't know, this guy stood out to me. I went, Bartek would play this guy. <laughs> yeah, he was only one scene. I remember I liked him at the time, but I forgot about him. This, he's, de- he's definitely really good. Again, this reminds me of Heathers. In this what? movie, in the movie Heathers. I don't remember this bit. Oh, this is in it. <laughs> this is scene. This is the Why? dad of the football I- I player. I swear I didn't see this bit. Oh, wow, man. Here you go. <laughs> well, you never see him again. You never so. see him again. He's in one scene, but in, in the film Heathers... He, the football player's dad that gets murdered in Heathers. There's a football player in Heathers that also gets murdered. He's, his son is framed to look like he was gay and committed suicide, and he's at the funeral and has a similar speech, but his one's like, I love my dead gay son! <laughs> and it's like, it's so many flashbacks. Like, this type of movie is a real gem. Like, this is a real, like, Heathers, Jawbreaker, Jennifer's Body, they would all make a great triple feature. Watch them all together, and it'll be a real fun night. I would say watch them in that order, too, because this one's the darkest one in terms of people get fucking eaten. Mm. <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars. Oh. It's pretty good, that's huh? That's actually a nice. real surprise. Also, I noticed that in that scene just then, you saw that she had a tattoo on the back of her Yeah, neck, I noticed that. Which I didn't notice in the first time around, so that's interesting. Mm. Well, Roger Ebert, you're redeeming yourself for this episode. Why Sometimes, did he yeah. give it a three out of four? Did he give it an extra thumbs up because he saw some titties? Whoa. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> this movie seems like the opposite of things he would like. Yeah, I know, He'd right? be like... Schindler's List is a great film. It's right up there with Jennifer's body. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he likes Diablo Cody or something. Moveon.org. Yeah, moveon.org. Sorry, moveon.org. That's so many... Like, this is absurd, but I loved it. See, these are the things in the movie that I love the most, but they did talk in this such an absurd manner. I think that's why Juno is more appreciated, because Juno leans heavy on this fake talk that teenagers have. And I think, for me, it doesn't age as well, Juno, because maybe it does lean on it too heavy, but the humour is more overt in Juno than in this movie, Mm. I feel. But this movie is a bit more weird to say. The movie about a girl turning into a succubus and eating boys is far more serious than the girl grappling with the idea of keeping a baby or not. Mm. I don't know. For some reason... Oh, can we talk about the best character in the movie? His sister. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 
what do we think of her? She's only in like two or three scenes, but yeah. she's great. Mm. She nails all her scenes. I loved her, their mum as well. Their mum. The, the daughter later on is like sitting with her legs open and the mum's like, Yeah, she's mansplaining. Close your legs, young lady. No one wants to see your kiki. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how adults talk last decade, right? But I wonder what I love about that is it indicates that she was a real big fan of Miyazaki, the mum, because this is Kiki the cat. <laughs> Isn't that great, Bartek? Wait, mm. the cat's name was Kiki? No, no, no. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the wrong. Witch was Kiki. I haven't seen the Kiki's film, but I'm like. The witch. <laughs> Fuck. I, why did she say Kiki then? Now, this raises more questions. Does the cat not talk English? Uh, well, the language? cat does have a name. I'm forgetting. He's Gigi. Right. Oh, well, that's probably why you got it messed up. The mu- I love that shot. <laughs> it's just like she, she's just like the, the mum's comatose. She's looking out the window. It just cuts to like what looks like an oil painting of that mum. Cuts <laughs> she, back. She misses her husband who's out looking for nuts. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of nuts. <laughs> Whenever I think of nuts, I always think of Kung Pao. That's a lot of nuts. <laughs> he just left with nuts. <laughs> Oh, God, that's such a great movie, too. What's his middle line? Like, that'll be $18, baby, or something? Yeah. (laughs) That'll be $18, jackpot, baby, or something (laughs) stupid. I'm sorry, Mark, we're talking about Kung Pao, but you're a big big horror horror fan. This ticked most of the boxes for you, even though it has the high school American setting. That is one of the things it, it, like, downgrades Uh, The setting isn't probably the thing. It's more just, like... I don't know, you know, you get that sense like the high school sort of drama comedy yeah. sort of thing, which I've never been a huge fan of. But this says, what happens if the mean girl eats the boys? But that's not a surprise, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that is Like, true. if it was the other girl, I'd be like, yes, this is dramatic. Yeah. And this, this movie was too modern to use the song Man Eater. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And not emo enough. Not emo well, enough. Well, the song wasn't emo. Enough. Oh right, right. I was like, I know, this I, movie's I, not emo enough for us. It has fucking literal on. emos. With... Not enough emos. Look, I think I'm just gonna say it. This film has the best monologue ever delivered in all of cinema, and that's saying a lot because we've already had Frankie Muniz's Is meatball that the, the funeral scene. I have the monopoly on pain. <laughs> the line has literally uttered, and it is the best thing ever. Oh, yeah, I think I knew him pretty well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, him being eaten alive by another human, yeah, that's definitely not what he wanted. I, mean, I think I knew him pretty well. <laughs> Just... A one, this movie is one scene characters galore oh, and yeah. they are great yeah. like uh, to be honest there's only like three or four one scene character galore people but they are fucking memorable They're mostly yeah family members of people of like students it's weird too because you've got the Asian girl she's only in two scenes but she feels mm. way more prominent hmm yeah, well, she stands out in this scene, definitely. I found it interesting for me, though. Why is she such a bitch to her from the beginning? Like, in this world, Amanda Seyfried's considered a nerd. And then so's the Asian girl, who's also considered a nerd. So they're on equal levels. So, yeah, but, it's like, but she's the same. But she treats her like she's, like, some prep bully. Like, I don't know. But yeah, like, nerds hate other nerds more than anybody else. That's true. That's, the thing. That's true. I mean, Mark's a nerd. I, I think you're I, nerds. And we we we're, we're nerdy about this movie, and we hate you. I think I think exactly. I read someone online was you saying you killed me several times. <laughs> That's true. 
Well, one of them you were talking on for your phone on a plane. So, so and yeah, Ryan was telling I, you to put I, it down. I hold Ryan accountable. For and that. and the last time you were apparently on here, you ran into my knife. So I didn't kill you. You, you killed you. Me. Well, no, not you necessarily. Have a knife in here. It's really weird because you ran. Look, you right know, be- you ran around me and went behind me to run into the knife. Like, so the that's thing, kind you of know awkward. How I feel about knives. You know, if I see a knife, I need to run into it. So it's really your fault for bringing a knife in. <laughs> that's here. true. Like you wouldn't drink in front of an alcoholic. Yeah? That's true. I wouldn't drink. Water, so it's you're your right. fault, and <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure you were responsible for the suicide in Gulf's travels. That's exactly. true. I actually you told him. I actually t- no, no. That was that was the religious built- housemate again. <laughs> that was Cassie. Yeah. When we watched Gulliver's travel, oh, that, no. that Cassie, our Christian housemate, was there being like talking through the whole thing, and Mark's like, "Jesus, just let us watch the movie," which was ironic because he said Jesus, <laughs> 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 a guy he didn't believe in. And she was like, "Where? Where is he? Where?" Um, so the movie, you know, Jennifer's body is quite a, you know, dark comedy. I think it's a, it is comedic. It is a comedy, a black uh, horror, horror, black comedy, comedy. And I think this one's really unfairly swept under the rug because, you know, this one oozes October. Like Mm. this is such a, a Halloween movie, even though this movie doesn't really, it takes place in spring. Doesn't it? I think so. They have this spring dance. Yeah, that's right. So I find that even funnier that this movie that's set in a time that's the opposite. It's spring in October for us, not America. Exactly. Mm. So I guess it's set in Australia, I guess. (laughs) Devil's Kettle, right? Australia? Yeah. Well, you can tell from J.K. Simmons' accent. His his Minnesota and Canadian no, accent. No, his Cuba PD accent. <laughs> Why did you choose Cuba PD? What a weird location to choose. It was the first thing I could think of. <laughs> first thing. It was the first thing you could think of. I was trying Australia. to. I was trying to think of a place that we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be at. I've been. To but Cuba we're not PD. anywhere. We're not. I have. But I have. To. I have. But I only once, and it was. It was ten years ago. Here's the thing, too. Just to talk about Australian accents, here's the thing about Australian accents. Unlike America, where each state has its own accent, and even within that state, region, it has at least, yeah. regional accents. Here in Australia, I think there's like three accents, and none of them have names. There's like mm. s- the super bogan one, then there's the one that we speak. And then there's... Then the there's like more aboriginal one. Oh, that's more of a dialect, I, I don't know. And, and that's it, and the rich people. Well, that's English, right? Yeah, yeah. Hello, my name's Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm Australia's richest man. Well, some of our prime and I like to drink the blood of the innocent. <laughs> and nom, strangle nom, 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 cats. And strangle cats and leave them on my ex-girlfriend's doorstep. That's a literal thing that our ex-prime minister did. You know that, right? Malcolm Turnbull did Yeah, that? yeah. Allegedly. Well, he could afford it. So. Allegedly, when he was a younger <laughs> man, a girl dumped him, and then next day she found her cat dead, strangulated. Like someone strangled it to death, and he was the only, yeah. and he was the only one who who knew how to get to the cat. Mm. So that's one of the things. Like, Michael Temple might have killed this girl's cat. Our former prime minister, Australia's richest man, might have murdered a cat. What a hero! It reminds mm. me of American Psycho all over again. <laughs> we didn't vote him in, but we voted to keep him. We did. We mm. did. Australia's had like eighteen million prime ministers in like the last six months, so I can't even. While we do this episode, I don't know who a prime minister is now. Is it is it John John Howard again? <laughs> to be honest, until we started talking about Malcolm in. Turnbull, I forgot that he wasn't prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the scene in which you know 
they talk sexuality, you know? This is indicated that this is their first time having sex. But I got a bit confused by that, because earlier in the scene, earlier in the movie, he's like, yeah, I've grabbed some more condoms. Yeah, and I'm like, that. oh, I guess they've Maybe had he was sex. just practicing. Yeah, because it is shown that he doesn't know how to do it. Mm, put it yeah, on training right. exercises. This is the real thing. The bananas. Putting them on bananas. That's that's the trick. Yeah. yeah. you got to protect your bananas. And I guess you the other way would be the using the bananas? Unprotected. No. No, you just got to learn how so, to put it so on by on, doing it on bananas. So only he was training. Only he was training, man. And then you ate the bananas and you're like, mmm, tastes weird. So I exist in the middle? <laughs> you said you were there 10 years ago. Yeah, you Kuba were there Pedi. 10 years ago. Yeah, Kuba oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, this is setting Kuba Pedi. <laughs> you, you, fucking, you fucking wrecked Bartek then with continuity. Where's You're like, oh, shit. Bartek's... <laughs> yeah, what's really weird? Bartek's the one that died in this episode. And yeah. now we're joined by Bartek... <laughs> Bartek... Volume 2. Hi, Bartek Volume 2. Hello. Hello. You? I just got back from Kuba Pedi, the Oakland Don't mind town. them drawing the chalk line <laughs> next to your brain. Previous body. <laughs> that was so good, Mark. Thank Proud you. of you. I really felt sorry for this guy. Yeah, he's oh, harmless. Yeah, Colin, yeah. Like, well, even the jock. Like, you know, it wasn't yeah. like the usual, like the jerky jock. It's like he's a good guy. Yeah, in Heather's, for instance, and the jocks try to rape the girl, so that's mm. part of it. But in this movie, he gets comforted by a geeky-looking guy. In fact, so yeah, yeah, that shows he's you right flying there. Yeah. Fast. Yeah, I found this really sad, this guy's death. I thought, yeah. I knew he wasn't going to escape because of the situation, but I thought, oh, come on, please. I like how he figured it out, too. He figured it out. Mm. Then he got, then he actually stabbed himself on the thing, and then it was too late. Yeah. He kind of, he saw her and was like, oh, because he's into the occult. Mm. He was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and also, the place didn't look like it was really that inhabited. Yeah, but he walked all the way up there, so, yeah. you know... Uh, this isn't your house, is it? It's our house. Mm. In the middle of our street. Our house. Sorry. Yeah. You're going to more emo. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this setting is great, <laughs> I think, actually. I quite like this set. It's I like thought the so rows of empty houses. It, it reminds me of, like, uh, a little while ago on our show, The Mystery Box, we did The Adventures of Robo-Rex, a um. movie in which there seemed to be a lot of desolated areas in the city. Yeah, it reminds me right. of that. It reminds me of Roborex for some reason. I'm imagining Destructo Cat is up there being like, <laughs> Yeah, Roborex had suburban, urban, and like almost deserty looking areas. It was a fun ride. But uh, I really thought, you know, I felt sad for him and I found like it was interesting when he does die, this character, they zoom in on his hand and like his uh, pendant that he's holding in his hand or something. And I was like, mm. Ooh, is this going to factor in? Like, I can't remember if it was a... I didn't get enough look. I couldn't tell if it was a cross or a pentagram or something. I was like, ooh, is this going to factor in? Like, ooh, and then no. Is this the character whose uh, dead body gets described as, like, meat with teeth? Lasagna with teeth. teeth. Lasagna with teeth, yeah. Not just meat. I was eating lasagna as I watched this, too. And I'm like, and yeah, you, I and can you're see like, it. I can and, see it, yeah. And you're like to the mum, good good observation. <laughs> yeah. Look at you know, the teeth. The teeth, that was a really accurate just to Just to put into perspective, Mark's a vegetarian, so he was eating vegetarian lasagna, so mm. his perspective Actually, is even more accurate. I had steak the other night. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the real Mark? <laughs> This why is you Penta Mark. This is Penta Mark. Why are you eating fucking... Penta, demonic. Why are you eating fucking steak? Penta oh, means homegrown, fine. Homegrown steak. Oh. Oh, good. That that made it different then. Yeah. 
And then we find oh. out it's just tofu steak. He's been pulling us along this whole time. So he time. planted yeah. it in the ground and it grew. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like he watered it with milk because uh, that's what cows like. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> they like it so much they have it. I, I, I thought plants craved, what was it, Gatorade? Yeah, yeah. 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 They, electrolytes. Crave, electrolytes. They crave electrolytes. It's what your body craves. <laughs> it's what plants crave. It's, it, but they also say what your body, because they only mm. drink that as water too. Plants. Body and plants. Um, yeah, this was an intimidating scene. He also looks like John Cusack as well. Uh, the actor John Cusack a lot in this scene. And it was funny because when he was driving up, he was listening to... Um, every, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the song. It's by Johnny Nash. He was listening to an emo version of... I can see clearly. I can see clearly right, now. Yeah. Which is funny because there's a movie called Gross Point Blank with John Cusack where that song's very prominent throughout the movie. And it just made me go, is this guy just wanting to be John Cusack? Because I'm okay with that, man. Like, uh, I mean, we still got John Cusack, but that's fine, well, man. Well, no, the blind mice from the Shrek films sang that song. Oh, I'm soz. He want- so he clearly wanted to be the blind mice from Shrek. He wanted to be Shrek. The blind mice from Shrek. No, no, he wanted to be Shrek. Why wouldn't he Because he's an onion. He's got layers. But Shrek yeah. sings they What I layers. Like About You. What I Like About You. Yeah. Um, Which Shrek? Is it the first Shrek or the second Shrek? Second. Wow, The special okay. feature of that was like Far, Far Away Idol. I know, with Simon Cowell Gosh, and it yeah. as himself. The biggest fucking meme of all time is just Shrek. Yeah. Um. Do you think Shrek's the most memed thing now? What about Trump? I don't feel like it. Is. I think Trump's up there. Like, you not... mean what's trending now? Or no, of no. All I mean time? of all time. Oh, like, do you yeah, think of, of one I'd source say. material of one being Shrek is the most memed thing? Mm. I would say so. I feel like there'd be other things. I don't know. I, I can't think of something that's out memed Shrek in terms of just one source material. Hmm. Shrek. There might be some Shia LaBeouf. I would love, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> but like Shrek's got everything mm, happening true, now. True. Isn't there another movie coming out at some point? Oh please! No. I've heard. There's going to be one. <laughs> please, I always you heard of, it here first. I've always, I always think of Cameron Diaz in that interview, <laughs> in which it shows all oh, the gingerbread man. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it shows no, no. I don't think it's yeah, it's gingerbread man and the dragon. It shows her, her in a bubble while they're playing footage from the movie. And she's like, I'm just so, I was just so blown away by the realistic special effects. <laughs> it's like giant gingerbread man destroying the town. <laughs> and she's genuine. That's the best part. She's not bullshitting. Well, she was probably thinking of something else. <laughs> but <they just> that. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Shrek's human body. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. You Shrek's know, human body. I didn't body even realize it was animation to begin with. Well, yeah, I thought course. it was like live action. Yeah, I think you know? in that movie, in the Shrek movies, grass was actually hair animations because it's okay. moved better. So it's just green hair as the grass because <laughs> it's animated, animated better. I think they do that with some things. Yeah. Make it Back then they did, especially because it was like early 2000s. I think maybe video games also do it with grass. Well, there you go. Now, this is a poignant scene in which our main character is having sex while the other character is eating a boy, which is like sex to them at Sorry, this I point. When you said other character, I'm like, I'll sing you the boyfriends like he's eating he's he's not having sex he's eating he's eating he's eating um yeah amanda thinks she's got blood coming on her this is like really surreal (laughs) she thinks the jock 
guy's watching her and he's just like i'm happy man well no she expected yeah. him to be there that's what that's what yeah. she fantasizes about yeah, the weird thing was that she was there no yeah. i think she fantasizes about that too oh okay uh, and then uh, i love during all of this intensity you know you have her having like a mental breakdown uh you have her the other one eating the boy but what i love about the scene is uh chip is just like am i too big is that the problem <laughs> is that the problem right now yeah. and like Fucking A grade dialogue there. Look, mm. good on you. Good on you, Diablo, the game, but also the writer. <laughs> <laughs> she, she and your friend Cody. Diablo should write the video games version of the movie, like the the video game when it gets turned into a movie eventually. Mm, the Juno game. <laughs> that yeah, they should write the Diablo game. Yeah, the Diablo, whatever it is. But like, they should do it, and it will still have that quirky dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> with Rain Wilson delivering it. You fight Baal and Baal says lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you're when you're fighting Baal, you say, Alright, settle your skillet. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course. And um, Diablo turns up and he's like, Am I too big? <laughs> yeah, am I, am I too big, dot org? <laughs> See, they closed up on that and I was like, Oh, this is gonna be pointy and he's got his his cross there on his rosary beads and I'm mm. like oh no I guess what it's showing you is even Jesus can't save you against the succubus well his mum comes across like a non-religious person because yeah like, but it's a part of the emo aesthetic back then was to have like yeah like religious mm. imagery but for irony's sake or, or because they're all or, he's if they're, all, or if they're more into like vampires or yeah or like the that. supernatural like like I was saying before like Mark that's kind of the stuff you're into with the religious stuff like you, yeah. know, you know about the sup- like the, the mythology of like de- some demon stuff and mm. all that kind of stuff and angels and blah 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 there should yeah. be that's like, what he's like too this guy he's Mark what I'm saying is that was Mark. There yeah, should be dark. I remember that. The, the, <laughs> that the brutal murder being And alive. that's the weird part because that's actually the original Mark. So the Mark we had in the first ever episode was actually Mark 2, but we didn't know. Mm. So Mark is actually now Mark 6 if we move if we think about it real hard. Well, he wouldn't be Mark 6. He'd be Marky Balboa. <laughs> 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 so we're joined by Marky Balboa actually all along. Wow, we have a real hard continuity. Yes, yeah, so I, I kind of... It's a Shyamalanian twist. It kind of went over my head. What's the deal? Like, So what I'm saying is the emo kid in this movie that got eaten by Jennifer, mm-hmm. which is in our world in Cooper was actually Mark. Yeah. The original? The original Mark. So the Mark that we had in Just Visiting was not actually the original Mark, but Mark 2. Mark Mark 2? Yeah, because this all happened 10 years ago. So the one that we thought was Mark Mark 2 was actually Mark Cubed? Exactly, and now everything's been pushed forward. (laughs) Whoa. So Marky Balboa (laughs) is actually who we're joined by, and not Pentamark. It's all been a real roller coaster. When you get up to the sixth one, you can drop the numbers. Yeah, Marky Balboa, and then and then you call him Creed. (laughs) Then you call him Creed. No, you call him Mark Creed. No, 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 just, yeah, 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 Mark Reed, and then you call him Mark Reed 2 versus Ivan Drogo's son. Then you call, no, the eighth one will be Mark and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. No, no, was it on The Simpsons? There's an episode of The Simpsons where uh, where Bart knows Roman numerals because of the Rocky movies, and it was a joke back then that he went through the sixth door, and he's like, (gasps) Yes, Rocky Six, Rocky's Revenge, you know, <laughs> something like, you know, some bullshit like that. And it was a joke back then that it would reach mm. that amount, and then it did. Yeah, right. It's like it's like a joke back then where it's like Star Trek Twelve, 
so very, very tired. And, and then now there's like 13 Star Trek movies in oh, total. Yeah. I remember like back in 2007, 2008, the guy that plays the Angry Video Game Nerd made a video about, you know, bullshit um, sequel naming, like where they drop numbers and it gets really confusing. Oh, wow. And, I wish that and hasn't he, continued. And he, the Predator. He made a joke about how like, what, if they make a new Rambo movie, are they going to call it John Rambo? And then when the film w- was announced, they actually wanted to call it John Rambo. Uh, when, what did they end with in the end? Oh, uh, they just went with Rambo. Oh, just Rambo? Just Rambo. Not Rambo New Blood? No. Not Rambo wants that, some more? That was one of the big things, though, because that one starts with... The f- franchise starts with First Blood and ends on Rambo 3. Because <laughs> <laughs> Rambo, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rambo 3. Oh, and then they made the fourth one, Rambo. <laughs> Which is really annoying, because if, if Rambo First Blood and Rambo First Blood Part 2... No, no, it's just called First Blood. First Blood, and then... No, but I'm just saying... Yeah. First Blood and then First Blood Part 2, that is technically one movie... Because it makes it sound like it, yeah. They're yeah. part one and two. Even though they're very different. And they're part one and two. I love, so then I love Rambo three would be Rambo two if you really want to get down to it. <laughs> oh, and then Rambo would be so the third one. So while the lesbian seat's happening, let's talk more about Sylvester Stallone's Rambo series. <laughs> a series I've never watched a singular movie of. I love First Blood. First Blood two was okay, I haven't watched three. Which is the one? Is there one where he does like uh, a terrible accent like I can't remember there's a scene in which he does there's like an iconic scene that take it out of context where he's like he, he's incredibly racist or does like terrible Vietnamese I know that part Rambo First Blood Part 2 the second film is yeah. set in Vietnam yeah and that's the one that most people think of First yeah. Blood is actually him just running away from cops oh no and it's really good Psychological. Hey, it's like how Rocky starts with a guy down on his luck, and then eventually it's a guy versing a super weapon, (laughs) you know, like that kind of thing. And then it's a guy guy down on his luck, (laughs) a guy down on his luck, and nobody knows him. And then a guy fighting a popular guy, and then a guy coaching a black guy. No, then a guy coaching a son of a guy he used to fight, and then became friends with, but then got murdered by a super weapon. (laughs) And now he's coaching him. He destroys. (laughs) <laughs> I love that line, Rocky or not. That's no, exactly. that's Rocky IV. Rocky he go- he IV. goes to Russia and fights like a... He fights um, Dolph Lundgren, who's Ivan Drogo, who has the famous line... Drago. Drago, so, and his famous line is... I will break you now. I will break right. you. Right. Yeah, and he's I like biologically engineered... To From like the Soviet Union to be... So he's a super weapon. And I think after Rocky wins, he makes some speech about like peace with Russia and America. It's also indicated to me that, that Ivan comes across as a robot as well. Like, he's not just genetically there. It comes across like he's a robot because he's like... I think once maybe you see his vision like locking... Like the, the effect <laughs> of it locking in on where to hit like Terminator. I've only seen all the Rocky films once so i can't i can't remember i maybe mixing it up when when they had like a on a computer they had like a electronic version of his body and it looks like he's a robot is this a prequel to terminator no 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 it's a sequel to johnny mnemonic in which (laughs) Dolph Wundgren plays a genetically enhanced superhuman who's into jesus which you are too now i guess maybe it's all the same shared universe cinematic universe (sighs) it's all in the matrix yeah, it's all it's all in an aut- autistic kid's head who's looking at a snow globe. You know that, right? 
Yeah, that's like some TV show, but he imagines the whole thing. But then that problem so, yeah. is that show had spin-off shows that had spin-off oh, shows yeah, that had yeah. spin-off shows and actors and all this stuff. So it's like, is everything in this kid's head? Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> that's very awkward. So does this yeah. kid think a lot? But so murders happened a lot since we've 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 been talking. Uh, emo kid got eaten, which was yum yum. Mm, delicious. That's what turned me back onto eating meat. We, oh, are we watching First Blood? No, we're watching flashback scene of what actually happened to Jennifer, which is yeah. they were going to sacrifice her. And of course, the thing is, they thought she was a virgin, which when I look at Megan Fox, I always think, virgin. That's my first Not, thought, not yes. Amanda Seyfried's nerdy character, but, but the hot babe who looks like she's been down for for quite some time. And has she's, admitted that she's not even a backdoor virgin. But not to them. But yeah, not she to them, came obviously. up to them flirting. Flirting, and then they got confused because Amanda Seyfried's like, she is a virgin. I don't know why she said that. It'd just be a jerk, I guess. Mm. I'm not even There's a backdoor lots. virgin. Mm. That brought up the imagery of Chris Pratt fucked her so hard up the ass she needed to sit on frozen peas the next day. <laughs> Oh, God. Get that image in your head, guys. Star Lord, more like Bot Lord. <laughs> oh, I thought you were imagining sitting on the peas. <laughs> yeah, no, all of it, all of it. Well, Transformers, more like peas, please. Well, you know, Ryan, you do have to kind of. She was in Transformers, Mark. Yes, yeah. you got to put the peas in hot water so heat when you're sitting on them. So well, yeah, exactly. You're preparing to eat them. She's she's warming them up with her butt. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's what he was saying. That's what. That's, that's why you get up in Cuba PD. Yep. Well, you're here too, so. <laughs> well, I'm just visiting. <laughs> ha! Our first episode. Get it with Mark. Just visiting. Nailed that. Nailed that. Yeah. Like Jesus or remember the mum's I... night terrors about her on a tree that never comes yeah. to fruition. Mm. Wait, wait. Maybe she's dreaming about Jennifer in this scene where she's tied up to this piece of nature. It's a bunch a, of rocks and shrubs. It's rock. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of it's things. Shrubbery. It's got like branches. I see branches coming out. I don't yeah. know what the hell this thing so is. You're saying uh Needy's mum was that and that's her nickname by the way, Needy. Needy. I thought that was her Needy. actual name. Her actual Needy. her actual name is Anita. Anita. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. I thought um, I thought it was But Needy. Needy is such like a cruel nickname. Needy Edie. That's what well, they call I think, her as I think well. one of the trivia points said that Diablo Cody wanted her character to be needy and gave her that nickname, but then they dropped that but kept the name. Because too many high school movies have that trope, and she was like, yeah. I don't want to do that. And, and then they kept it anyway. Like, also... And it's the same thing with um, Jennifer's last name, Check. Apparently... They didn't have a last name. Apparently, they just kept that because they were like, all right, this character exists, check. And it was like, right. made no, a last name or which something. Which is funny because the mum in this movie is played by uh, Amy Sedaris. Uh, um, the mum is played by Amy Sedaris, who was in Old Dogs as the yeah. uh, camp leader. I think she was also in um, Bewitched. Bewitched. Amy Sedaris is in one of the greatest shows ever called Strangers with Candy. And her character's name is Jerry Blank. For the same reason. They wanted to call her Jerry. Didn't know what her last name was. So they left it blank. And then they called her Jerry Blank. And then the principal of the school is Principal Black Man. Because they wanted a principal who was a black man. And then they thought it was really funny to call him Principal Black Man. But he's like, it's Blackman. And they're like, okay, Principal Black Man. And his first name is Onyx. (laughs) (laughs) Not Pewter. (laughs) 
his first name is Onyx Blackman. His name right. is Onyx Blackman. There's an episode where you see he's talking, you, you see his close up of his face, he's got this deep voice, and he's just like talking about this really traumatic story. And he's just like, and then it pans out, and he's just talking to a bunch of kids. He's like, and that's why my parents kicked me out of home. <laughs> Now I live wow. on the streets. And you're just like, he's the principal. Oh so, so what you were saying earlier, Brian, about the dream, you said that you think it might be related to this? The dream, yeah. When the mum's like, I, I have imagined you, I had a night terror about you being tied up to a tree. And, and that she has that night terror the same night that Jennifer is tied up to that. And you think because of the psychic connection they yeah. have. Yeah, okay, mm. let's talk about that psychic connection. At first, I didn't think there was any l- reason that they explained to why they are linked. Do mm. you have any theories? To be honest, I it kind I kind of forgot about it as the movie went on because so many things were happening. But they keep bringing it up throughout the movie. Mm. Yeah, but I, I forgot that it existed before the whole bar event. Fair enough. Mm. B- but Mark, you... Do you think there's any explanation within the movie that you could find that they have a psychic connection together other than yeah. girls be close? I don't know, but like, I don't know, like, there's that. They're, they're sort of their childhood grew up together. Mm. I don't know, like, anything occult-wise that I noticed. I... I th- are you going to say something about the sandbox scene? Yes. Yeah, I thought you would. I think <laughs> it's that when they was, she was a small child, she sucked her blood out of her hand. Right. Oh, and that's made course. her connected to Jennifer because she senses her and feels her feelings. And I, I don't know why, but that's the closest thing I could come to an, to an explanation. No, that makes sense, actually, yeah. But that's before any supernatural things happen in yeah, this town. Yeah, she wasn't exactly drinking the blood. Mm. She sucked on it, though. Yeah. But, like, you know, that that's enough in Yeah, like, the things. residue of it touches your tongue, I guess. Like, yeah. in this world, they're like... Again, I'm going to ask you this, Mark, if this is a thing. Is it true that if a demon bites you and you live, you get some of its powers? Because that's a thing that's revealed at the end. I don't know. I've never heard that about demons. Now, now, let me ask you this. Is it the same rule applies if it's a demon that's possessed someone else bites you and you get some of the demon's powers? Because she's not a demon. She no. is possessed by a demon. Which is why it's a bit, I don't know. And she doesn't engage in the occult herself either. She's just eating people. You know? Yeah. And is that thing about how if you sacrifice a non-virgin when they were meant to be a virgin ever a thing in a yeah. cult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that's a it's part like, of the thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So with... Yeah, if if they're not a virgin, this is what happens with, with okay. the succubus thing. This is what happens. So oh. yeah, 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 that's a part of it. And if it, yeah, so yeah, the demon gets the trapped innocence. in there. It's about the innocence, and like the demon sort of inhabits like an impure host. Yeah, exactly. And when they're pure, they uh, what consume them fully. Yeah, but but in a ritual sacrifice. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least in some of the media I've seen. But they make a joke because they printed theirs off off the internet. Mm. <laughs> and they read, like, one line. And then they're like, is mm. that it? Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's so why I find, you know, with the fire, I feel like that's that's them. Yeah. Because I'm like, is their first attempt at the occult literally just going to be sacrificed? I feel like they've tried things before. Yeah. You know, they have something. They mention how hard it is for them. I... Mm. I think it's interesting in this movie, too, the criticism of the pursuit of fame and wealth and and the manipulation to do that, obviously. They played up first, being like, ha-ha, they did it through the use of the means of Satan. But then they show, like, 
Not only that, but through the use of the tragedy of mm. the event of the fire and how yeah. everyone believes them because they're celebrities mm. of some See, weight. why I was so confused by that. The fire would have made more sense if it happened after the sacrifice. Yeah. But then that's what makes them famous. That's true. So what effect did the sacrifice have? Well, it didn't have an effect because it didn't even work the way they wanted it to. Yeah, they, actu- they actually failed in their attention. They actually failed because she's alive. They never find no, no, out it, she's they alive. S- they say, but like, they say when it's like, if the the um, sacrifice isn't a virgin, the, the it's still successful, but the demon takes possession of the body. Yeah, but... Oh, did they? Yeah, they uh, say that. Yeah, I guess so. But I think for them, they were trying to do it to impress Satan so he would bless them. I guess maybe it works, but here's the blessed scene with lasagna with teeth, and uh, God, this woman acts this fucking scene out. She's... I haven't seen this scene. Oh, this is so great. She gives this holy speech and she's she ends it with like I have the monopoly on pain because the emo kids are making it all about them yeah. and they're like crying and being uh, the box like he didn't want to go out like this and she's like yeah you're right my son didn't want to be eaten alive you really knew him as did I I didn't see this scene I'm so disappointed yeah you could shove it up your asses kids damn Netflix and then. Yeah, I got the monopoly on pain. Such a great line. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> and then oh, and then well. a monopoly board on my grave. Yeah. You play monopoly on your grave. Yeah, exactly. Which uh, piece do you want to be, Ryan? The dog. Okay. Of course. Well, if you're dead, you can't have a say. I will, because well, I'm alive well, no, the, in the afterlife. All we have to do is not pick the dog. But yeah, I found it interesting that Low Shoulder, the name of the band, the fictitious band in this... That they really capitalized off this event to the point in the, like when they first come to town they call it Devil's Lake and someone's like Devil's Skittle and they're like yeah it is and then later on the radio they're like Devil's Lake again and like no one corrects them because they're right according to everyone yeah. they're the heroes they're heroes it says so on Wikipedia now did your high school have an occult book section no, in the library not really mine they had like various books that. You know, containing a cult. I love the art here. I actually like the art. Yeah, there's artists. some Giga art there. Yeah, and um, there's this one, um, Wayne Barlow. So oh, yeah. That's his, that one. Nice. Oh, it's, yeah, he's a great artist. So I'm impressed that they used it. Actually. Yeah. Well, it was in the... Uh, they used real horror artists, yeah. Well, it's, no, what happened was they went to Kubapedi and they found an occult book section in the in the library yeah, and they, they just happened to find that. They dug too deep. They it's weird them. that these artists, these famous artists, uh, they went, they did some illustrations for one book at the library <laughs> in a school in Kubapedi, Australia. It's mm. really weird. Uh, yeah, it was really awkward, but it's cool. Yeah. Did they get any opals? No, they got oh. nothing. Ooh. They did it for free. They got their lives. That's what counts. Why would they come to Kubapedi? They, they didn't come like... there. They just did it for the Kubapedi and ah. they sent it off. You know, what Rid- Ridley Scott was like, HR, no, you're not allowed to leave my set. You have to show me how to make these aliens iconic. <laughs> that's, 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 that's right. And then he went, Giga. Giga. I always thought it was Giga. 
I've heard both. I don't know which one. Let's it is. call him Gager. So Gager, does he really like no, no. his phallic symbols in his imagery? Right. Sexy. Ryan, we have to make it more Diablo Cody. Lesbe Gaber. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna. I was actually gonna say. Lesbe Giga. Higer dot org. dot org. <laughs> she knows that Diablo Cody knows how to write write teens. Mm. Uh, so accurate. This is my life. HR life. What did the HR stand for? Her. No, human resources. Come on. It's like what does JK and JK Simmons Honestly, stand earlier, for? <laughs> earlier when you were saying, like, hey, hey, Charles, like, oh, human resources? I'm like, oh, right, he did the up for Alien, yeah. Okay, right. here's the sacrifice bit. Yeah, without using actual guys in the band tried to sacrifice in the woods. Yeah, they didn't know that she wasn't a junior since junior, she wasn't a virgin since junior high. Uh, Zolt still may be attained. Yeah. Yep, that's it. It's so sad. Poor Jennifer. I mean, mm. She could have been okay. But it was her fault she went with them. Yeah, but I felt like she was under hypnotism with that. Like it, but how? Because, like, Jennifer, because, when does yeah, she, when she was in shock from the fire. No, but she was like that before the fire started. Yeah. She was mesmerized by them that's on stage. Nice, so she question. had to be dragged out by Amanda mm. Seyfried's character. So I felt like she was under the singer's hypnotism. Exactly. That's my question. When did the occult start? I feel like they've already been doing this sort of thing. Do they have powers this band or not? They have Satan. I don't think they have powers though. Uh, mm. Why not? Why not? Why not? Well, powers? they. Th- why? Well, why don't we see them use powers then? Because we don't see them in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Except when they die. Yeah. Except for when they do the flashback when they first. Why wouldn't up. they use their powers to? make themselves famous if they have this like a manipulation thing though that's why they're using satan because they can only use it on one person well you're making it up so i'm <laughs> trying to figure out the logic of the movie and trying to do- delve into some maybe, things that you can find within it maybe they used satan to mesmerize her but then, yeah exactly with promise of a sacrifice yeah, exactly. See? Hey, Sato, let... I think, but I felt like to me she was un- uh, under some kind of trance in that yeah. whole sequence to get in the van. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But maybe she was just dumb. <laughs> mm, maybe. Sometimes characters can just be dumb, you know? I mean... I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, Mark's not dumb. No. <laughs> he's he's a character, but though, I keep so coming, he does believe that. But I Marky keep coming Balboa back here to die, so... Marky Balboa. Marky Mark will be his next one. <laughs> what does that have to do with seven? Because Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, were there not seven of them in total? I thought there were like five. Are there five other ones in Mark's one? So we should have called him Marky Mark. Oh, we've missed out. You've missed your opportunity. The ship has sailed. But no. if we throw Will Smith in the mix, then <laughs> then it really works. Well, no, that's, that's a really that's obscure reference, did. but we just... That was, the, that was the other quiz question. I know, but they were in the same episode. Yeah. So, Scooby-Doo 2, um, so the mum gives him pepper spray, which I surprised actually works on Jennifer. Yeah, it worked really well. While mm. while punching, shooting and stabbing her, not so much, but pepper spray... Well, yeah. Stab eventually did it. Yeah. Stab eventually, but you have to do it in a specific location, but like... Mm. Um, yeah, it was a it was an it was an interesting thing. Ladies pepper spray works on a lady, so there you go. Wow, gendered pepper yeah. spray. 
There is though. <laughs> I know. I know. Did you know there's so many there's so many things online where they show just like gendered versions of uh of things that of really products don't that yeah. don't need it. Like my favorite is like uh oh one of my favorites. I can't remember. But there's this one that's just like uh just a normal thing of soap, just like a normal bar yeah, of so. soap. And it's like there's a blue one and there's a pink one and it's like the girls yeah. one's like lavender blah 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 strawberries and then the man's one is force. It's <laughs> 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 like fuck off. What yeah. does that mean? Yeah, the hygiene's a big one. Force, especially like toothbrushes. Yeah, it's a range of rape themes, cosmetics. Yeah, exactly. So Jennifer's not looking good, guys. She's hungry. She puts makeup all over her lips. That's not gonna help your lipstick. Mm. Well, but is is lipstick not a type of makeup? Uh, it's a type of lipstick. I know it's a type of cosmetic, but it is. It, it does make up some stuff. So this was a really weird moment in the movie in which one of the emos has a go at the lead emo girl for having what? abortions. I don't remember this. You don't remember the I abortions? No, man, your nanny state. I don't remember this. this. I remember. No, I remember that bit, yeah. Amanda Seyfried's dress is fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. She looks like... I don't know if you've ever seen these, but have you ever been to, like, a grandparent's house, an old person's house, or maybe an auntie's house, or someone, maybe even your mum, where they have a toilet um, a toilet roll holder thing, and on top of it is, like, it's like a... Like a little mannequin or a little doll of a of a girl wearing an old-fashioned dress that yeah. the frills cover the toilet paper. Right. That's what she looks like. <laughs> she yeah. looks like a toilet roll. Is basically what I'm saying. Her dress makes her look like a toilet roll. It's so weird. Like the torso. Mm, you hear that, Amanda so... Seyfried? I think she knows because then they make a joke later when the boyfriend, spoiler alert, is dying and he's like, you look beautiful in that dress and she's like, you must be delirious. Because <laughs> it's an absurd looking dress. Um, J.K. Simmons knocking it out of the park with his speech at the at the spring dance. Mm. Just, just what a hero! It's JK. Like a scarf. His scarf, yeah, it was, doesn't fit at all. But it does. It's a little scarf, Mark. But it's not even matching his outfit. But it's not supposed to. It's just supposed to keep his neck warm. But what's he gonna do with it? When put he it, dance? put it in coat check. Hmm. Strangle me. What? My school never had that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, but you didn't go to an American school in which they also have security guards that repeating. pull a gun at you if you're at a school fair. Mm. <laughs> uh, Ryan, that's not being released <laughs> for another few weeks. I know. Future, future spoiler there, I guess. Look forward to this month's uh, Mystery Box episode, everyone. <laughs> we're, we're... Coming out like three weeks after this episode. But, but right. it's foreshadowing. You're going to really linger on that. Um, she's got a scarf. What, are you going to have a go at her? And hers is fucking terrible. Yeah. But you didn't have a go at her because she's a girl. Sexist, Mark. It's because she just appeared on screen. Sexist, Mark. Well, she's a succubus, so scary. She suck you, boss. I did it. Yeah. I, I've been waiting all episode to do it. I mean, to And be I've been, like, waiting hard. The, yeah. It's... I did the keeping, I mean, I did, you know, the just visiting bit, and I thought that was pretty good, and I, I was oh, like, when am I going to get the suck you bus? <laughs> was that, that a thing of just visiting? No, no, I said earlier, I made the comment of just visiting, and then we all laughed. I was like, mm. that was the first episode we did with Mark. I'm just really good mm. at slinging it, throwing in these terms in new and interesting ways. Remember when I used to be adamant about the fact that we'd only done J films with names at the beginning, and then just visiting exists? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't remember that actually. That was when we were doing John Tucker Must Die, Johnny English, Johnny right. English. Oh yeah, yeah, we had so many. Yeah, and then this one's Jennifer, but it's not a John name. John Jennifer's body. Jonathan. <laughs> the gender swap version. The rule sixty three version of this film. Yeah, it's called it is called John Must Die. That's <laughs> it's the exact same. John Tucker must die. John Tucker's body. John dies at the end. So, um we're nearing the climax of the movie. Now, what did you feel about the character of Chip and what did you feel about his demise in the movie? I was sad. He's he's like innocent he never did anything wrong to be honest he was always a very nice guy he yeah. was always but that's the thing i find like most all the victims are just like the nice people yeah it's like no one who's deserved mm. it like not the asian girl who's like just being a bitch not the no band reason. yeah by like by jennifer well, the band do get killed but not by jennifer yeah. Spoiler. yeah spoiler uh but yeah like you know no one deserving dies oh no, this is the band here yeah yeah they come to school and then she's angry and then she She's so angry that she can sense Jennifer doing shit. Yeah. But, yeah. So that, because I, I wondered watching this the first time, like, how does she know where to find her? But yeah, like, the, the, the blood sense yeah. really explains that. And they're on the news all the time. And they're touring. No, I mean, like, when when Needy, like, when she leaves and she finds where Jennifer is oh, yeah, murdering yeah, yeah. Ship. Yeah, yeah, she can sense it. She finds the the corsage that costs twelve dollars. Mm. Yeah, no, and right. then she hears the screaming. So yeah, that was a lot. Ten years. But ago. what about you, Bart? Like, what did you think well, about? Well, Mark didn't answer the first part of the question. Uh, oh, what do you think about the guy in general? Oh, he said he liked him. He said he felt he was innocent. Well, wasn't that about his death? No, I think he, you just talk about the character in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm wrong. Fight me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, toilet roll boy. Um, so Bartek, I'm not wearing a dress. Uh, no, you just look like toilet roll um, <laughs> yeah. in general. So, Bartek, what about you? What did you feel about the character of Chip and his eventual demise? Well, much like how uh, Diablo Cody was saying in that trivia thing that we read that she didn't want um, to do something too typical, I like that with the characters in this film, a lot of them were so likable. They weren't like... Uh, you know, jerk high schoolers who are going through puberty and, like, you know, fight each other and all that. And with Chip, the the boyfriend character, he was very nice, very sensitive. He was always thinking about what was best for his girlfriend. Uh, mm, yeah, he, he was just always really good, and I thought that it was refreshing to see mm. someone with some sense. Like, even in the scene where, um, we, we saw it just a few minutes ago, where... They weren't breaking up, but they were telling each other, you know, like, you don't go to the dance yeah. and stuff like that. When she was explaining, you know, everything and she was sounding crazy as a rational person would interpret I it. I don't remember this scene. <laughs> this is the Kiki scene. Come on. I haven't, I didn't see this. Well, you watched the Australian you cut, buddy. You watched the nanny state cut. But then I, like, I had the sex scene, so. Why is this cut? This is important. It shows you that know. she, she tried, look. Because, like, I was so confused. Why did she run straight into the forest looking for him? Like, and I'm like, okay. why did she go uh, to his house? We're sorry. It does explain it in our cut. He, yeah, that's yeah, so, so weird. So, Bartek, you were saying? Um, so, yeah, in that scene where they were sort of breaking up and she was explaining, like, you know, what happened with Jennifer... And you would naturally have a character just be like, you're crazy or something like that. You could see in his expression, like, all right, something here is, something's going on here. Maybe you should see someone for help. Like, he was always thinking about Yeah. Her. I, you know, it was, it was so refreshing because in a movie like this, with a character like him, 
you could have that moment where she's he thinks you're crazy and whatever, but when she's like, we're gonna break up, and he could be like a jerkwad about it, be like, oh well, that's not fair. <laughs> but no, he was really s- supportive. He was kind about it. He makes the wrong choice by still going to the dance, mm. but like you, you understand why. And they both agree that they're going to go to the dance, but they don't go together, which is weird. Mm. But, like, you do understand his whole situation. He's a nice guy. He knows Jennifer's a bitch, but he's not willing to try and break up their friendship over the fact that he does not like Jennifer. So, you know, he's not upset when he gets blown off for Jennifer's stuff as much as you would think he would be in a movie like this in which it's like, oh, you're always up Jennifer. <laughs> no, he's mm. just a bit more like, you guys just don't have, you know, he's just very calm and nice. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I th- and I think by this point here, he already knows that he'd been tricked so that there isn't like a redemption conversation that needs no. to happen between him and Needy. But they do have one. They do sort of have one, yeah. He's dying scene. Yeah. He's like, I should have listened to you, basically. Mm. But I, you know, I felt sorry for him. I, I, I knew he wasn't going to live, but I felt like... Well, the man... beginning of the film literally says he's not the same as he used to be, so that could mean, yeah, he's not living. Yeah, but I, you know, that, but that line, it leaves it ambiguous, of course. Yeah, but he didn't mm. seem to be, like, emotionally evolving at this point or anything like that, so death was really what seemed... That or he him. becomes a succubus. <laughs> Incubus, but yeah. yeah. Incubus, We sorry. never see what happens to his body. Well, we know he dies, but don't we? Do we? But she, 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 oh, yeah. she just... She's upset because he dies, right? Yeah. Or maybe you killed my upset. boyfriend. We were BFFs. You killed my boyfriend, you bitch. Or maybe the bit, or maybe the change that she was alluding to was he just got angry and fed up and just was like, "Leave me alone, no more." Or maybe the change she was referring to was he just changed outfits. Mm. <laughs> uh, he he really changed same. since that photo that I have of him, yeah. like in several outfits over a course of two and he months. He was never the same again. Always changing to new clothes. I love that she just pushes her underwater and she's like, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Succubi can't drink water. No, they don't like it. It's icky, icky, ew, ew. Yeah, it's not demons undead. They don't like water. That's a fact. They don't like water. They don't like, they don't like water. It's a fact. Yeah. Especially flowing water. Flowing, flowing, flowing that's water. Why, that's why medieval castles have moats, to keep the zombies out. I was very disappointed. I went to the IMDB page, and I wanted to look up quotes, because I thought it'd be fun mm. to get the monologue from the mum, and we could all do a version of the reading. Yeah. But it wasn't on there. And then I looked for it, and I couldn't find a, a written copy, and I wasn't... I didn't have enough time to just write it out myself. But I'm very, very disappointed in the internet for not having enough Mm. available copies of the mum's Monopoly speech. (laughs) It's the best. Well, it is an appreciated masterpiece. You know, they should have played that at the Oscars (laughs) every year when it's like, and now up for best picture... And then they say, like, uh, you know, uh, Manchester by the Sea... I have the monopoly on pain. It's just a scene from this. <laughs> or maybe every year when they're talking about like the best things, like you need to have quality like this. No, for every segment, every segment. Is, and now, Sound in memoriam. <laughs> in memoriam. The people we've lost this year, you think you have it? I have the monopoly on pain. Yeah. And for the sound department, you think that I have the monopoly on pain. And now let's cut away to a gag reel. <laughs> 
no, a, mo- a montage. <laughs> a montage. No, when they do their sketches at the Oscars, you know, yeah. those stupid sketches where it's like, oh, look, it's Billy Crystal in Brokeback Mountain. No, it's just Billy Crystal standing there next to the mum as she gives a speech and he doesn't do anything. He's actually in the background, <laughs> blurred. <Yeah. laughs> just looking at her and being like, yeah. And then when she finishes, he just goes... And then it cuts to him on stage going... And then everyone stands up going... And has that reaction of Meryl Streep pointing and going... <laughs> yes, yes. And now celebrating 20 years of Bruce Cook. <laughs> and then there's a picture of Bruce Cook up, but then it shows the monologue from this anyway. Because it's the only thing they've got. It's the fucking only thing they've got. This was my favorite line in it, by the way. When, when she's like, do you have any tampons? And she's like... No, it's like I thought you'd be packing, and just walks and just slowly walks away. I thought the line delivery was great, and just I know I thought I thought Megan Fox was or Megan Fox or whatever was really good in this. I I you seem you seem like you might be plugging. Um, I thought she was really good in this. Like I think we should talk about her performance in this. I mean, Amanda Seyfried's really good in general. This isn't a standout performance. In her catalog necessarily, because yeah. she's always she's always quality. So yeah, it's no pan. It's no, it's no pan. She was in pan. Yeah. What was she in pan? I think she was his pan's mum in the flashback. That's right. I remember her primarily in in other things. Red uh, Riding Hood. In Red yeah. Riding Hood. Mm. But um. Megan Fox or Megan Fox, she always has been criticised for terrible acting. She's oh, she's that model who turned actress. She's in the Transformers movies, and like I said, can anyone be good in those movies under that circumstance? I think she mm. did. From what I've seen, Marky I, Mark's I th- in one of them, right? He's great. Um, I think she did the best she could under the circumstances in those movies, and people have said well, when she left those movies, there's a, there is a, a, a you know an absence of her presence, right. which is quite funny because people shit on her all the time <laughs> yeah, for that. And she's like, got and she's gone on record saying that she was not a big fan of uh, Michael yeah. Bay. Right? Oh no, no, she she did not like him at all. Mm. Uh, you know, I, 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 in this though, I think she did really well. I thought she was really funny. I thought she was a real bitch. She was real charming at yeah. points. I think she had great delivery. I, I don't mm, know. She did perfectly fine from what I think. Yeah, I, she has some great one-liners. Oh, she has so many great one-liners. <laughs> Such as this one. I have the Monopoly on pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's right up there with this one from Thunderpants. I have the Monopoly on pain. <laughs> oh, man. It's no Frankie Muniz um, meatball speech. I have the monopoly on pain. <laughs> it keeps getting more and more. What I love about this is Mark is looking off where we're pointing because we're physically pointing. Mark is now just looking over there, like there it is. Well, look at the Schindler's List one we have coming. And yeah. then, and then, you no, know, for the Schindler's List one we have coming up, you, 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 we point over to it, and then it's just brothers don't surf from Surf Ninjas just to swap it out, <laughs> just to keep it fresh. <laughs> and now. The brothers don't surf scene from Surf Ninjas. I've got the Monopoly on pain, just back to normal. Every now and then, you've got to have a glitch in the system. Yeah. Every now and then, it will be like, you know, and now we go over to that legendary scene in Bride Wars. I've got the Monopoly on pain. And then, and now we go over to Casablanca, Monopoly on pain. And now we go over to Jennifer's body. And then, oh, yes, <laughs> from Thunderpants. <laughs> Yeah. So, or, the, or the Kiki line. Or the Kiki line from the exact same movie. <laughs> no, or I want to narrow your nutsack. <laughs> that speech. All the scenes that, that Mark didn't speech. see. 
Yeah. <laughs> the, the, we do the unmark cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... She's now getting ready to kill uh, Jennifer, who's wearing these fucking gross, like, mm. leg... What are they? Knee-high socks? Knee-high socks, but they have no foot part, yeah. so... Ankle warmers. They're calf warmers. That's Kankle it. Ankle warmers. Ankle warmers. Mm. Now, was there a true point saying that this was a reference to Juno? Like, this is a character from Juno? I have only seen Juno once, and Same. fun fact, I never got to finish the movie... Because I was at universe, I was at university hanging out with a bunch of people, and this is true. This is true. We were watching it, and it got up to a really dramatic point. And then we got a phone call from a friend whose name is Luke, who's been on the podcast many times, mm-hmm. being like, "Hey guys, I'm on my way." He was very late. He's like three hours late. Yeah. He was like, "I'm on my way, but I don't know how to get there. Can you guys walk out and find me?" And he was literally. Uh, two kilometers away, oh and we had to God. walk two kilometers to find him because he kept giving us directions on how to find him, but he did tell us where he was. So then, when we walked all the way back, because it was really late, there was no public transport. No one wanted to watch Juno except no. for me. And Luke was like, "I haven't seen the beginning, so I don't want to watch it." And I was just <laughs> like, "I don't know. And I've never watched the end. I have no idea how it resolves, but I'm mm. sure it's all good." I think the trivia point was saying that it was the character was mentioned or something. I think the trivia point is Ryan hasn't seen all of Juno in a long time. I have, but I barely remember it. Uh, I remember J.K. Simmons. I remember Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, he's barely in it as well, considering yeah, he's, he's on the, on the poster and top billing, yeah. Um, mm. So, you're crossed out, Jennifer. You're X'd out. You're X'd out, and Jennifer doesn't look happy. I liked this. I thought this was a really fun sequence in which they're mm. hovering and doing the effect. It's like, they're not yeah. trying to... Think about this. If they did this movie today, this would be a CGI nightmare fest. Mm. You know, this would oh, be yeah, like Wonder Wars. Woman or something, where it's like... You know, at the crashing end of... Crashing through walls. Crashing and... through walls where it's like at the end of Wonder Woman, it's like, uh, the bad guy wasn't actually the god of war. And he's like, maybe there is no actual god of war because sometimes man can be really shitty towards each other. And Chris Pine gives this great speech and it's like, you know what, maybe you're right. Maybe there is no actual bad guy and the bad guy is within all of us. And then... Hello there, it's me, God of War. I actually exist. And then 20 minutes of CGI bullshit. I thought, like, if they did this movie today, this CD would be them flying in the air, crashing through walls. It would be Man of Steel. It would be like, they would be crushing (laughs) innocence. Yeah, yeah, fire would be spewing out of the cracks Mm. in the fucking road. And, like, and Jennifer would be like, I'm evil. And it would be Mm. like, her head would spin round and like her hair would be Probably. fire and bullshit. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then they would have a stinger at the end. Mm. <laughs> After the credits, I'll have five stingers in the credits and all of them will be the Monopoly speech. I was going to say that exact thing. <laughs> all of them will be the Monopoly speech. But get this, get this. The very last one it will be the entire Monopoly speech. But when she gets to the Monopoly line, it fades to black. And it says, the Monopoly speech will continue. (laughs) The Monopoly speech will return in literally every movie ever made. They should play it at the same time as the nailing nuts to the door scene. Oh. (laughs) I've got the Monopoly nuts on my door. (laughs) Like those rich people, Monopoly on pain. 
They should play it with a. They should play the Monopoly speech within a T Pain song because he's he's got pain, and she's got the Monopoly on pain on T Pain. Mm. So Is that a rapper? Go. He's. Do you think? <laughs> no, he's a fucking monk. <laughs> he does. He does spiritual music. Yeah, you know the teachings of T Pain. Well, you know, you guys know you're a cult. <laughs> That's what the T stands for. Teaching pain. I thought yeah. it was the pain. Wait, that's Metal Gear 3. <laughs> Everything goes back to... No, no, Metal Gear Solid 3. There you go. It'll be like, and you are now the Monopoly on Pain speech. <laughs> Instead of you are now a big boss, it's the whole Monopoly on Pain. The guy made out of the bees, all he does is say that he has the Monopoly on Pain. No, no, but then every game after... And before, instead of calling him Big Boss, they call him and then they recite the entire Monopoly on Pain speech. You know, there's that, you, you've talked about it before, there's uh, that yeah, meme yeah. about them coming up with his name Big Boss. It's the same, but then they have the whole <laughs> Monopoly on Pain speech written down and they're like, yeah. Because, Mark, in Metal Gear Solid games, there's a character called Big Boss, and in Metal Gear Solid 3, you He's find out how he gets his name, Big Boss. It's a title, yeah. Because he kills his boss, who's just called Boss, right? His mentor, whose title is The Boss. The Boss, and he kills her, and they and then they name him Big Boss, because he killed oh, Boss. right, of course. And people have joked about that since the game, of, like, them standing in a room, coming up with ideas of what to call them. They just have Boss in big letters, and <laughs> then they're like... Hmm, yeah, and then just write there's big. A, there's a big gag comic that goes through all of Metal Gear Solid 3, and that's like the meme that came from right. it. That one scene, that one, those four panels. So, yeah. the movie's ending, but what did you think about this? They show where Devil's Kettle actually leads to, and and there's got the balls and the knife, and she finds the knife, but also that at the end of the what you could consider the portal into hell, you find low shoulder is the, mm. the sign. Yeah. At the very, did you not notice the low shoulder sign? I read about it in the trivia, but I didn't so see it. So she I was gets watching. picked up here from Lance Henriksen, who's yeah. famous actor, obviously most known as Bishop from Aliens. Um, uh, he picks her up, and then they drive away, and they focus on the low shoulder um, uh, traffic sign. Mm. And I kind of wonder what the what that is supposed to represent or mean. For me, I was like. Well, the the portal, Devil's Kettle, the portal to hell, mm. you could say, um, it all leads back to Low Shoulder. Hence, she goes on her revenge quest mm. in the credits to Low Shoulder because at the end of the day, they're the reason everything happened and they're still unresolved. Yeah. There it is, Low Shoulder. Oh, you're mm. right. I'll and that's also, the, that's the logo. Yeah. So it's like, did they come from this place? All that kind of stuff. They didn't know, because he was saying at the start, like, I've been to towns like this. and I've... But then he also says, I'm from a town like this. And they're like, we thought you were from right. such and such. Maybe he is in this city town. Or something. And he was like, are uh, you guys? And then you don't know. So it's really yeah. ambiguous on what's the deal. I like how she described the singer as, he's so evil, he reminded me of a t- skinny, twisted tree. And I look at him and I'm like, yeah, perfect description of him. Mm. Skinny, skinny, <laughs> twisted tree. So the movie has ended, but the credits show us um, what happens to the band, who, by the way, they're a real band. Yeah, they're not called Low Shoulder. Except for the singer, who's an actor, who is a musician sometimes. And when I looked up his trivia, you'll love this. I looked up um, the actor who played him, his trivia. I'm forgetting the actor's name. Is it like Robert something? No, no, Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Adam Brody's trivia is the greatest thing ever, because in just... Just one of the 15 million pieces of trivia. There's so much trivia about him. But one of them in the middle, in just that in that font, just is 
owns a horse. <laughs> and it just, it just cracks me up. Like, oh like one of them's like, you know, he was in this movie and worked with this person and then owns a horse. Just, it just seems so simplistic. He, he's on par with my little sister. Exactly. Um, so the movie has ended. They, she's killed the band. We see this in crime scene photos, which I thought was neat and imaginative. Yeah. I mm-hmm. felt, I, even though you shouldn't, you do. I do feel sorry for the bassist guy who didn't want to be a part mm-hmm. of the occult, but then he did do it. So yeah. fuck him, basically. Uh, is, is Johnny Simmons J.K. Simmons? Oh, wait, no, different guy. <laughs> no, Johnny Simmons is, is uh, Evan Almighty's son. So the film has unfortunately ended, but the end is not for us because we still have our reviews, uh, rating, and comments from the internet. Yeah. So I will go first. I loved this movie. I thought it was refreshing. I thought it was a surprise. For Spooky Month, this was a real romp because last time, last episode, we did Vampire's Kiss, which was way more of a psychological movie that didn't actually deal with the supernatural. Or it could have, but, you know, it's why those could have, couldn't have, blah, blah, blah. This was way more black and white. It is it is supernatural. It is this. It is this. You could do readings in which you go, well, this is all told from a perspective of a woman who's in a, in a mental asylum. So mm. maybe it is all nonsense and crazy, but I don't think so. I think it's uh, you should it's one that you uh, to take it at face value mm-hmm. of the narrator. Um, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a real pleasure. I was... It was different to my expectations. It also broke my expectations of of uh, 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 of Megan Fox's acting ability because you know she's been slammed. It's kind of what she's known for. She's that terrible actress. She's that sexy lady who's a terrible actress. But in this, I thought she was really, really good. I kind of want to see her in more movies. I'm not sure what other stuff she has been in, but I, I'm gonna check it out. If I have to give this a rating. It's really hard, you know. There's a there's a lot of things to process here, you know. Should I give it a rating that kind of involves the paranormal? Should I give it a rating that should kind of reference the spooky month aesthetic? But I think my rating is the entire <laughs> Monopoly speech out of the entire Monopoly on Pain speech. Wait, but the thing that you just pointed out was the scene from Kangaroo Jack. Oh, you mean... I own the entire Monopoly on pain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Bartek, I want to hear from you. I also love this movie. I also have only really seen the Megan Fox, Megan Fox, the M Fox films that feature her in not so stellar acting. Even yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was made after this. Um. Yeah, so I definitely did have that idea that. She's only really cast in bad things, or mm. or maybe it is her that's doing all of it. Even though, like you pointed out, yeah, a lot of it seems to at least have Michael Bay as producer or director yeah. somewhere in the picture. Who would have guessed? Hmm. Michael Bay, not a not a tentpole for quality? What do you mean? What? He's great. Oh, yeah, you're right. Pain and Gain, we're going to do that one day. Um, so we should well, give him a yeah, break. Yeah, you'll be eating your words. Um... <laughs> I think this film really shows us that you can take anyone of any acting ability and if you have someone on your project who knows how to use them, like in this case maybe Diablo Cody, mm. you can get something great out of them. Show their real potential. Exactly. We all have potential to be great actors. Mm. We just need the people who can draw it out of us. 
Exactly. But even beyond just simply talking about her, this film's fantastic. It deals with dark themes, which, you know, coming off of the fact that we just did Vampire's Kiss, I think you and I, Ryan, were at least a little bit on edge thinking about, like, oh, what's real, what isn't real, or oh, theories yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. To the point that when I was actually watching the movie myself and, um, you know, I was told that... Uh, Megan Fox was meant to be sacrificed by these band members. I was almost, like, questioning it, like, oh, is this a lie? Is this a lie? But then as the film went on, it wasn't really Mm. questioning that. It accepted it, and in the end... Mark's pointing at the screen angrily. um, The the song, uh, um, Ryan Levine? Yeah, Ryan Levine. Yeah. He's the the actual... We'll get into Ryan Levine, but fun... But go on, continue. Uh, Yeah, I was questioning, like, oh, is this explanation of how she got these powers real? But then the film wasn't really questioning it. You were just meant to take it at face value. So I think, certainly not as extreme as what I'm describing, but people could come in with their misconceptions to interpret the film in ways that it wasn't meant to be interpreted or things that weren't meant to be taken out of it. You watch the film and Megan Fox is in it, you're expecting, you know, a bad performance, but you don't get one. Or sexualization. Or sexualization, yeah. There are definitely characters in the film who are sexually attracted to her, but really most of her stuff is emotional manipulation mm-hmm. or, or just a- appeal. Exactly. Like, even with the band, she was, you know, buying them a drink, just being nice to them. She wasn't, you know, trying to show off her tits. In fact, the closest thing we get is Amanda Seyfried downplaying her attractiveness. Yeah. Which we didn't really talk about much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a great film, and great people, and even not-so-great people can learn from it. Even Roger Ebert liked this <laughs> film. Yeah, Roger. That says something. Exactly. I give this film a nice, big H.R. Lesbigaga. Thank you. Now, you mentioned Ryan Levine. I guess you're a big fan. Uh, Ryan Levine is uh, the lead singer of the actual band that mm. lives in the real world. Yeah. And he wrote a lot of the songs that we hear in this, and he's the husband or was of Avril Levine. Yeah, that's what I assume. Something yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so cool. fun fact. So let's hear from you, Mark. Yeah, well... Marky um, Balboa. Marky Balboa. Thank you. So i got to say, right, I barely called him Pentamark when he was that. <laughs> yeah, well... Well, it's okay, Marky Balboa. Continue on, thank you, son. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, like you guys said, um, the acting is personally good, um, and I think like the effects, the the visuals, it's all sort of like really like high quality. Yeah, I think you know I I'm sort of let down by like I don't know like some of the the pacing, some of like the um, the symbolism. I guess it's mm. like I think it would have been cool if they'd done sort of more a more consistent like like thread of like their friendship and their connection and mm. but you know that that's like a bit of lost potential but like in the grand scheme of the movie it's it's not a big deal really like there's yeah. a lot there a lot to work with and i think i think it's fine to sort of have that reading like maybe she's it's not actually happening she's just like this jealous friend who's sort of losing it and is like sort of taking revenge on like acting out and all this which is mm. i think i like i like to sort of think about it that way especially having watched vampire's kiss yeah you watched it with me when, when all right I to, yeah i mentioned that in the episode mark was there and yeah. he he didn't understand that the some scenes weren't real and i was like mm. no mark this is fake yeah so now you've got me in that mindset i'm like is anything real exactly it's called inception is, <laughs> yeah. is october gonna be the month of is this real Oh man, I can't wait to do other movies that I know are going to be like that. <laughs> mm. Boy. 
So, do you have a rating for us, young man? I have a monopoly on pain. Oh, that's the only rating one can give. Bartek, I'm sure the monopoly on pain is very clear and evident in the internet. Yes. Did they have lots of things to say that were positive? About this film, yes. When you said the internet, there's a lot of things on the internet that are... No, no, there's only the Monopoly on Pain. That's only what the internet's based on. It's not just the Academy, it's not just movies, it's everything. I have the Monopoly on Pain, baby. Alright, so the first comment, and also the second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh one, is basically (laughs) just talking about the Monopoly on Pain. Okay, great. Yep. Thank you. What about about your IMDB review? Also Monopoly on Pain, so I'll tell you what... Out of... Monopoly on pain. Okay, great. So, I'll tell you what I did. I made up some stuff to replace all those. With, uh, just so that we okay. have some variety. Okay, and yep. I'm ready to hear it. Yep. The first three, YouTube, two, one. Yep, the first YouTube comment that I made up is, <clears throat> This movie made me that I want to date with Megan Fox. You know it's really weird? I was expecting you to say a monopoly on pain. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting to be sucked in again. No, no. I okay, don't. go on, son. The next comment is, I love the way she kills boys. I wish I demon too, so I could that once in a while. (laughs) Yeah, you do. And there's a response to this one. Monopoly on pain. That's probably why you're still single and nobody (laughs) likes you. And by the way, this user who made this response, his channel, his username is Johnny Savage. (laughs) He was. Yeah, he was very savage. He's very Johnny. Just Johnny? (laughs) That's a Johnny mnemonic reference there for you. Yep. But no, he was Johnny Savage. Just Johnny, yeah. Yeah. The next comment is, This movie is great, y'all are just straight. <laughs> yeah. Not lesbian gays like the rest of us. <laughs> no, not like the rest of us, buddy. Jennifer's body is a great movie and I'm tired of the disrespect. I am too. I am too. You know what's really sad? My brain got used to you saying, like, Megan in these comments and I'm like, that's not her name. Her name's not Jennifer. But then you said body. I'm like, oh, that is her name in the movie. Right. <laughs> I'm so used to them talking about the actress. He had them actually talk about the character slash movie. It was just so foreign to me in that moment. I was like, what? Well, this next one has actress. If it's Megan Fox, she can eat me without any resistance, BTW. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I've got three more comments left. Okay, buddy, hit us. Hit us in the loincloth. Lol, how do you watch the full movie? Shit, I'm new at this. <laughs> well, dude, you press play. And well, then this is the trailer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, dude, here's how it works. There's a monopoly on pain. And I own it. I got it all. I have it. It's mine. That explains everything. There you go. The next comment is, This movie was horrible. They only focused on the characters, not the storyline. Stupid spam comments saying it's good. And then they do like an emoticon of like an err face. That's a good err face you did. And the last comment is actually the first sentence of Roger Ebert's review. (laughs) Just for a little bit of variety. Hello, I've got the monopoly on pain. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the monopoly on pain. See, and I also, wish if I had the monopoly on pain speech, you could have read it as Roger Ebert <laughs> and Orson Welles. Right. Um, I wish I wrote a monologue as good as that. So the first sentence of his review, and maybe this explains his, you know, rating. I don't know. Megan Fox four. gave me some homemade cookies, <laughs> and I really like the movie now. <laughs> that would make all much so much sense. 
Just what we were waiting for. Twilight for boys with Megan Fox in the Robert Pattinson role. Except that I recall Pattinson was shirtless. Is it though? <laughs> what, a bitter, what a bitter comment. I am <laughs> recalling. Oh, Roger, you little pervert. Is it though? No. Like, who is the target audience for this? Because I don't, like, it doesn't have that, like, the male gaze that you'd expect. No. Like, for Michael Bay or whatever. It wants to. It doesn't. It doesn't, yeah, though. No. It doesn't try. So, is that all you've got for us? Or you got I've got an IMDb review. As do I. <gasps> It's almost like I found both. Yes, and then gave me one with no context, and then I was like, do you want me to read this? And you're like, I wasn't thinking of it, but then I was like, I think I do want to, and you're like, go on. <laughs> Who goes first? Um, Who's on second? Uh, well, mine's shorter, so... <laughs> 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 yep, go on, Marcia. Sure. <clears throat> this review is titled... God saves Megan Fox, dot, 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 and try to save your money. Oh, God. It is from the 19th of May, 2010, and it is a 1 out of 10 review. (laughs) All over the world is talking about Megan Fox. Yep. And this movie is another Hollywood product to profit that. The movie sucks. (laughs) Bad jokes, unscary moments, no enough blood, bad performances... A comedy of horror that made me cry and suffer. Horrible soundtrack. How dare you? Even the band's name that appears in scene stinks. Low shoulder? I think I'm going crazy. Like Linda Perry used to say, what's going on? A man... (laughs) Oh my god. You know, that one quote... That's never that's never used. The one she's known for, obviously. Not only that, not only not only did she use it a lot, is that one quote that you could only pair up with her and no one else or no other context. I've seen that phrase is only used when you think of Linda Perry. You don't just say it. I've seen a Bollywood film that's been filmed in Melbourne and set in Melbourne that has a song called What's Going On in it. So they heard about Linda Perry, right? Well but no, when you just said it then, just like what's going on? In, in parentheses, in and that Linda Perry just just it's all it's all there for us. Come on, it's called Salam Namaste. Um, no, it's called Linda Perry. Come on, Amanda Seyfried is pretty, but Fox is prettier. If Mister Diablo is a screenplay writer, I am Terminator. <laughs> I am Terminator. Even my nine years old daughter writes better that piece of junk, but. The producers make a lot of money using that goddess called Megan Fox, even when in the movie she look ugly, look sexy. (laughs) OMG! To put end to my review, I like to say thanks to God that send us an angel like Megan! Avoid this movie! Rated R for Rusted. Okay, I've got a review here called... Mystery can question. Uh, sorry, mystery can question mystery without without having to worry about the existence of mystery. Nine out of ten. What? <laughs> Hold on. I was. Well, re- hey, wait. That was the full title. That, <laughs> that was, was just title. when I read this review. I read it to myself in like a voice, but I got tired. <laughs> so, so I I believe that this is a nine out. It's a nine out of ten from 2017, and I believe this is written by Mark, <laughs> and we'll find out why oh, no. very soon.
Oh no. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh first. Yeah. Okay, so it's called Mystery Can Question Mystery Without Having to Worry About the Existence of Mystery. And mm. I, I didn't want to read this, but mm. Ryan will. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. The right. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's already hard already. Because there's so many commas in this. Yeah, mm. I know. The right. To be an opposite to logic is the lack of right to be logical. <laughs> Fuck me. The lack of right is the gain of no right. The right, the gain of no right is the gain of force. The gain of force is the gain of oppression. <laughs> the gain of oppression is the gain of violence. The gain of violence is the value of violence. Logic is authority. Authority is dominance. Dominance is oppression. The violence, the, the value of violence is violence. The value of violence is the non-value of peace. Peace is non-value. The non-value of non-value is the value of value. Violence is the value of value. The value of value is the focus of focus. The focus of focus is the purity oh of focus. <laughs> I'm not even halfway there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the purity of focus is the impurity of no focus. No focus is non-attention. Impurity is corruption. Violence is the corruption of non-attention. No attention is no observer. Violence is the corruption of <laughs> no observer. Non-violence is the purity of observation. Purity is the purity of observation. Observation is inequality. Purity is the purity of inequality. Purity is the purity of impurity. Goodness is good violence. Good violence is impossible. Ryan, can I stop you right there? Did you read the warning spoilers at the beginning? Oh yeah, warning spoilers. <laughs> oh, damn, we, should, we should have told them. Um, goodness is good violence. Good violence is impossible. Goodness is impossible. Goodness is reality. Reality is impossible. Impossibility is possibility. Possibility is impos isn't impossibility. Impossibility is possibility. Possibility is possibility. <laughs> Change is possible. Sameness is possible. <laughs> Difference doesn't Difference doesn't exist, but the absence of difference has the ability to be a mystery. Mystery has the ability to question itself while denying any possibility of not being real. The 2009 film, Jennifer's Body, is about the concept of mystery having the right to question its identity without having the fear of its own survival. Well, I'm glad the review came back to mystery in the end. I, I'm glad it came back to a review. <laughs> See, I was reading that whole thing. I'm like, there has to be like a punchline at the end, right? No, the punchline <laughs> is lack of. Um, so thank you, Mark, for writing the that review. The punchline is a punchline. <laughs> I, when you said that to me, I'm like, this sounds like Mark. <laughs> Mark would have written this in some kind of like journal and then like put tea stains on that journal to make it look like it's really old and burnt some of the corners and then left yeah. it behind just to freak people out. Yeah, some some of the words like, like cut outs magazines. <laughs> cut outs from magazines, some of it's written in like dirt, um, like mud on the page, some what of that. Is it, so thank you for listening as always, you kind, wonderful people. We own many platforms now. We're on the Spotify mark. Yes. We're on the Google Play. Did you know that? 
No, I did didn't you know not. we're Tell on the more, we're on the iTunes? How can I give you money? Well, we don't want your money. You could give us a review on iTunes or any uh, podcasting platform that allows a review and a rating, um, because that kind of helps us out. We have an email. Spit and polished at gmail.com in case you want to email us your review that you just wrote. Dot org. Dot org dot move over monologue from Monopoly of Pain. (laughs) So, you guys, as always, have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Mark, you have actually lived. I survived this episode. But there was still a twist with this. There was a twist. I, I am it's worried. Like, it's, it's all like G-Force again. Are they yeah. going to let me leave? I don't know. Well, Someone you better find me. out in 3, 2, 1, play. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll live. It's all right. I can't come up with another name for you this episode. So, all right. I could have come up with Seven of Mark. Um, so that is a good one. <laughs> that's a good that one. A good that's one. a good one. And then when he becomes nine, I could call him. I, I could call. Yeah, I could call you Mark of Nine. So then it all works. Mm. So you guys, as always, fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. Till next time, remember to be kind to each other. Yeah, and eat, boys. <laughs>